Shortwave Radio 9.330. Recorded live. Time is money and knowledge is power. That's why you need the Basic Research Library CD from the American Voice now. This CD contains the Federalist Papers, which are the definitive writings illustrating the intent of the Constitution, and the Anti-Federalist Papers, which read like a crystal ball to everything gone wrong concerning the present-day Constitution. This CD also contains Bovier's Law Dictionary and the Uniform Commercial Code, plus the inaugural speeches of the U.S. Presidents, the U.N. Charter, NAFTA, Hitler's Mein Kampf, the full Communist Manifesto, the Patriot Act 1 and 2, the model anti-bioterrorism law, the Homeland Security Bill, the FBI's Project Medigo, and too much more to mention here. The CD contains over a thousand files. To order your CD, go to www.theamericanvoice.com or call us at 541-826-9050. That's 541-826-9050 for ordering information.
about that. Say, I don't give a damn what other people think. What do you think about that? It's good to be king. What do you think about that? It's 8.26 and a half out here on the Pacific Time Coast. It's Wednesday, November 25th. That's right. The first part of this show was a replay. Oh, wait. Did I say replay? No. I mean classic. It was a classic from 2004. But... As I was sitting and relaxing and kicking back, I was directed to get on the radio, grab that microphone, and start doing a show. Well, so here I am. Oh, but I'm not alone. No, no. It's Wednesday night, and the culprit who demanded that I get on the air is my co-host this evening... Welcome, Melissa. Well, you know, I told Melissa that I would start the show when I saw her go in the chat room, but she never showed up in the chat room, so I don't know what she's doing, but here I am. I'm here anyway. And uh, this is live. It is November 25th, Thanksgiving Eve, if there is such a thing. And you can call in. I encourage you to call in. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fall a little short of begging you to call in. But, you know, if I was the begging type, I would beg you to call in. 800-932-1980. Now's your chance. You can get on the air. You can be a star. This is it. This is your big chance. Anyway, I don't even know if anybody's still listening. I don't check those things very much, but, eh, you know, it doesn't matter. You know, I don't do this because people listen or they don't listen. I do this because I have something to say. I have something I think you need to hear. And whether it's one person or 10,000 people, Or a million people, it doesn't really matter. I mean, okay, in reality, yeah, sure, of course it matters. I mean, you know, if you don't, if you have one listener, unless it's like, well, it could be Donald Trump, and if he likes what you're saying, well, you're set. But generally speaking, you need more than one listener. Okay, so, you know, because people have to buy things, pay for airtime, and all that stuff. But overall, most people on this network are not on this network because they want to be big stars. 
They're on this network because they have something to say that they think you need to hear. And we do have a caller. Yay! Go ahead, caller. Well, good evening, Frank. This is Jay from Washington. Jay who? What? From where? <laughs> this is a pleasant surprise. I typed that in the chat room. I because I showed up to the chat room a few minutes. Yes, you were tardy and you had that. no note, and I don't think I should right. accept your call. <laughs> well, well, hey, I'm used to it, so I'm used to that kind of response. But no, it's a pleasant surprise. I'm like, well, I thought you were going to be live, but I, I enjoy your replays. And well, that's you cool. saw and then, in the chat room where I said, uh-oh, I should have hid. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why, yeah. because you see, oh. and, and this is the kind of stuff that, and, and you, you men out there, you know how girls are, okay? Married, girlfriend, you know how girls are. They do this to you, okay? Do you see Melissa here? Do you hear her here? Uh, no, I know. I heard you <laughs> call for her. And yeah, I don't hear her. There. I don't hear her here. This is her idea. I was sitting back, kicking back, going, man, I got a five-day weekend. This is great. I've never you had this that. in my whole yeah. life. I've never had this in my whole life. And then Melissa comes rolling in and says, hey, let's do a show. Come on, get on the mic. Let's go. And of well, course, hopefully she'll I, show up. Maybe. I know she stole my... Did I say steal? That's such a harsh word. Yeah, I mean, you know. she has borrowed my laptop. So she should be able to be on here now, but I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Well, I wasn't disappointed that, that, that you know you weren't live when I you know at right at past a little bit eight o'clock. So I you're one of those crazy really people that, that really love those classics. I do. Uh, they're interesting to listen to. That's because and, you know what were you, you know, Okay, here here we go. I'm putting the caller on the spot. What were you doing in 2004? Wow. Okay, hold on. Well, I was driving truck, obviously, but for, you know, the bakery, when I used to work for Wonder Bread, I wasn't listening to AVR, I don't think, at that point. Uh, what I was were you listening, listening to? Some to? Other, were well, you listening to any alternative? Were you listening? Or yeah, I just, no, it was alternative. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, to, like, Oracle Broadcasting back then, guys like uh, Doug Owen and... Uh, what's that other guy's name? Uh, Jack Blood. I used to listen to him. Cool. I used to listen to Renz a lot, Jeff Renz. Oh. Lee Rogers, all ow, those guys that ow, were on Oracle. Ow, ow. I know, You're I know. You're killing me here. But, but I don't know. Some of those guys were okay. I mean, well, I, not, not, I some, you, not some of the ones you mentioned, but, you know, no, I mean, I'm sure I some of the ones. We had a conversation ones... before about them, and I, I, you know, I, I used to like Jack Blood, and I think you don't really care for him, and. Yeah, you know, I, I wasn't hooked on the listen, guy, but listen, I kind of like this show. Irish. Yes, sir. It's only because yes, sir. I know about him. You know about I him. I would like him. I'm not saying he doesn't have a good show, and he's not entertaining, and he's not, you know, easy to listen to. I'm just saying, uh, don't count on it. You know, what, what, whatever you hear, don't count on it. Okay? Okay. That's, that's what well, I don't even know if he's still out there anymore. I don't think uh, he is. I, I mean, I think he may be, but he might not be. He got, uh, you see, politics, man. I'm telling you, politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Blood was actually on RBN for uh, a while. Quite a while. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, uh, that's uh, where he made his name. Renegade? 
That's okay. where he made his name at Republic. Oh, Republic. Okay. You know, and uh, well, John Statmiller is difficult to get along with, as anybody who's tried to get along with him knows. Uh, e- hey, geez, even worse than me. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> saying something, buddy. Uh, and, you know, it's just, uh, you know what? That's the whole thing, man. I've been in this business for over 20 years now. And I know about all these people. And and you listeners out there, uh, you would be just, just appalled and shocked. And, you know, look, you might not like the way I live. You know, if you got to, you know, if we did a reality show of Frank's life with the cameras and the whole nine yards, you might not like the way I live. But there's well, nothing about the way I live. For any of us. Well, there's nothing really. about the way I live that's going to disparage what I tell you on the air. You're not going to look and go, well... <laughs> You look at him. He's a hypocrite. He's a liar. He's a this. He's a that. You're not going to say that. You might say, geez, he drinks too much. He he does this too much. He does that too much. You know, it's like, you know, he doesn't treat people nice. He, you know, you might say that and you might not like me. But you're not going to look and say, gosh, you're a hypocrite and a liar. But uh, No, and yeah, I've made that see, point many times. But you I've see, made that point many times. Uh, you know, when I called in, it. You have been, and that's why I say that the old shows, when you listen to them, you're very consistent. You've said the same things. You you haven't really changed. Now, I hesitate to use this word. I don't mean it as derogatory, but your rhetoric, your rhetoric, and again, I don't mean that. In a, no, rhetoric is good. I mean, rhetoric is only talk, okay? That's what rhetoric is, is talk. It's talk. It's, but it's, it's become talk some, without action. A, talk without it's action. Been, it's I, just talk. I think it's become somewhat of a... Uh, like a use pejoratively almost, I think. At least to me, it seems. Well, a lot because of people. Kind of, no, no, you're right. A lot of people try to use when they say rhetoric. They try to make that mean like, well, what it means. They're saying, well, you're talking, but your actions don't back up what you're talking, and that's rhetoric. Trump, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that is rhetoric. That that's what rhetoric is. Is that look, you're you're talking, but and basically. Rhetoric is one step below hypocrite. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, because re- really, rhetoric is talk without action. And being a hypocrite is talk with opposite action. You know, what you're saying okay. and what you do are opposite. Well, See, rhetoric I is just for you talking, either of those but you're not doing anything. My, you know, my point is that you, you're... you're message or your, you know, what you've been saying has been very consistent over the years. I think Melissa's and trying to talk. Melissa, we kind of oh, hear you. Hey. No, you have a problem. Yeah, I don't hear her at all. Well, I do, but I, I hear a her very... The fader is probably down. The what? There it goes. Fader, fader, fader. No, it's not. No, 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 it's not. This is on your end this time. Check your settings. Check all the all right, buttons. Checking, checking, checking. You know, hello, because this but is that's who I used to listen to back then. And, you know, when I came across, and I think I've told this story before, I came across your show when you were on TalkStream Live, and 
I guess I didn't, you know, because I was listening via talk stream live. I I wasn't aware or didn't see that it was you. Know, it was like being simulcast off of American Voice Radio. So I heard your show, and I'm like, man, who is this guy? This guy's unbelievable. I, so I said, really? and then then I couldn't find you. <laughs> I forgot the name of the show because I kind of just was looking for something to listen to, and that's kind of how I stumbled on AVR. And it was it was a good year, year and a half later, and then I found the Frank Report again. You know, I'll like, tell wow. you. You know what, Irish? I I gotta say, I find a lot of musical people like that. I search around for music and I listen and I go, whoa! Every once in a while. It'll be like, whoa. Yeah. And then I go look up that band, and it's like, whoa. They got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Of course, I can only play two or three, because then you guys get the sound, and you always beat me in the game, so we don't play that. Yeah, yeah, you've gotten very good at that. (laughs) (laughs) You've gotten very good at that. Oh, I've gotten. You know what, what, Irish? I think I'm going to back off on the whole dump the room thing and start, you know, and start, you know, start playing some stuff that people might get instead of the, unless I really get something really No, no, phenomenal. no, you're doing fine, actually. I mean, that's, because that's how, that's how I got good at it in the first place, because I used to sit and listen literally to hours of music on iTunes or Pandora, and I would create these playlists because I'd hear a song that was like good, but kind of obscure. And you could create a playlist from that, and it would play music, if, you know, like that, like Pandora's good. Oh, that, absolutely! I, and, I, I have I have utilized Pandora in the past. Uh, I haven't used that probably in what three, four years or something. But yeah, I, I kind of got away from it about a year ago because uh, you know, really, the thing the thing that got me it was cool at first, but then I started realizing. You see, once YouTube and all these other resources opened up, it kind of made Pandora a little obs- uh, obsolete. It, it did, and Pandora was at a disadvantage, I think, anyway, and they still are because you there's limited skipping. Even and I had a paid subscription. It was like forty nine bucks a year. No, that's for not a that paid bad. subscription, like unlimited streaming. Right, and that's not the free that services much. used to be like forty hours a month with uh, a certain amount of skips. You could skip a song, but even with the paid subscription, I think you could only skip like six times in, in like a one hour period. Wow. And then there was a max for the month or something like that. And and you know, if you don't like a song, right. you know, crap. Hit I would like to be able button. to skip past it. Yeah, you know? sure. Hit the crap button. This is crap. Right. But they had a they had a limit on it, and now I I I've I haven't upgraded, but I've switched over to iTunes uh, music streaming service. It's How unlimited you, skipping. How do you like that anyway? Because I've never been involved with that, and I've looked at it, and I've I I've, like you know, iTunes. I used to, I, mean, I, I hate... used to, hey I used to put everybody, and I don't do it anymore because it's quite frankly just it's just too much. I used to try to make the archives iTunes friendly, but you know, Apple being Apple, they have their own way that hey, you got to do it yeah. this way, and it's different than everybody else's way. 
and if you want to be on our thing, you're going to have to do it our way. And I did it for a quite, uh, you know, a while, and I was like, man, yeah, I can't. And you know what? Anymore. Some of your old stuff is still on there, Frank. Uh, yeah, I know. I just couldn't. Raleigh do it James is on there. There's there's some of the podcasts. They're like podcasts. Right. I couldn't. They are. I, they're still on there. I just couldn't maintain it anymore. It was like, man, this is just Apple is crazy, man. They don't really? want to get. They do not want to play well with others, and they just like, no, no, no they you don't. Know what? That we, can be a good thing, though. At the same time, I think it could be a good thing. Uh, yeah, if Apple was a good company, it could be a good thing. But Apple is no right. better than Microsoft. No, no, no. I, I agree. I do. But I like their streaming service. Their their uh, their music streaming service. I like it. It's kind of pricey. It's like uh, well, I do like uh, the one thing. It? The one thing on iTunes I like when you really okay. It's kind of like FedEx when it absolutely positively has to get there. When you absolutely positively cannot find a song for free on the internet, go to iTunes and pay ninety nine cents. Yeah. I mean, really. And there's that whole thing I don't... No, and you're right. And you're right. I, I think digital music has crushed the music industry. And I'm not, I'm not. you know, I don't have any sympathy really for them. I think it's a good them. thing. I think it's a good thing. Kind of, Listen. Well, it's good and bad. You know, I'm you know all what? about no, balance, no, no, as no. you know. It's all good. It's all good. If all these, good. If these rock star moron drug addicts would get their head out of their behind and say, Listen, you know what? We don't need these fat cat... Fat, 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 old men, cigar-smoking pieces of garbage, stealing half of our money all the time. Oh, yeah. We can do this ourselves. If they could do that, iTunes and the digital uh, music thing could work real well for bands. The music industry, the industry, is corrupt, it's dirty, and 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 it screws talent. Okay? I mean, yeah, okay, fine. You got some people that play the game. They they sell enough records to where then they can play then then they can call their own shots. And they can say, "Look, you're going to pay us this much or we won't do another album. We'll go to another label." And whatever. But bands coming up do you know bands like Van Halen and Metallica and all these bands, they made nothing on their first album. Nothing. Oh, sure, yeah, they got I mean, to live. They, they take half their money. They take that up front. Sure, know? they got to live. You know, they got to live. Okay, we'll give you nice clothes. We'll give you a fancy place to live, and we'll do all that. But you get yeah, no pay. You're right. You got it's... no money to to speak of. They stole their first right. album. Man, we're taking it. Right. That was like that with Guns N' Roses, too, as I remember. Axl Rose and Slash weren't, weren't very happy about about all that, they were doing all the work, and then they're like, you know, can't rub two nickels together at the end of the week. Type well, of thing. Creedence you Clearwater know. Revival split up. Yeah. One of the best bands ever. They didn't split because they couldn't get along. They split because they were, they, they, and they were dummies. They signed a contract that was just. You know, after they started getting big, they started realizing uh, we're screwed. We can't do anything. We can't. We're not going to make money for 20 years. How unfortunate, too. So they decided, you know what? We're not a band anymore. The band signed a contract with you. The band don't exist anymore. Nope. And that's the only way way they could get out of it. So I, I, I don't like the record industry. 
as like we used. No, to I don't. But you know, I'm kind of all about balance, and I mean, I don't begrudge anybody their wealth, and that's fine. I mean, if you're gonna, you know, if that's what you have to do as a as a band, you got to go find an agent and then deal with a record company. Fine, man. But we, you know, it's got to be. There's got to be balance. Irish. It's you know, there's like, got to be some balance. And, and you know, me and you, this is, uh, and I'll, I'll let people know. You and I have had this discussion, but this yes, is we like have. this is like cherries. Yeah, sure, there's nothing wrong with charities, and I don't begrudge anybody getting paid for doing work and doing the thing. I, I, hey, I don't have a problem with that. But when only, there's only 10% left? Right. I'm sorry, that's too right. so much. No, that's that's wrong. Okay, yes, I agree. That's That's wrong, absolutely. Well, the record companies absolutely. are basically the same thing as charities. They decide, well, you know, uh, we're going to help you. We're going to make you a star. We're going to make you famous. And we're going to steal all your money. Yeah, I mean, it's it'd be one thing if you're getting 10% of 100%, but they're giving you 10% of, you know, 30%, if that makes any sense. They, like, they take a whole bunch of money up front, you know, before anything ever happens. And then yeah. they let you just, you know, they don't let you dip into the big... Jack Potter, the, the big only thing I like go better about the, tip jar. <laughs> the only thing I like better about the uh, uh, record companies than charities like United Way is the fact that at least the record companies are up front and say, "Hey, guess what? We're here to make money." The charities well, are there, going the lion through their teeth, right to your okay. face, telling you, well, "Oh, okay, guess what? Guess We're here to help you." <laughs> They're honest thieves. I, I, you're right. I mean, hey, that's something. <laughs> a thief is a hey, thief. If you guys but have hey. overcome that, like Led Zeppelin, I don't know if you kind of know the history of Led Zeppelin, but they they overcame that. They they had exclusive all the rights, everything. That's only they because, were the first band. That's only because they were the first. That's only because they, they got popular enough and sold enough records to where they were now. A valuable commodity, and they could tell any record company, you know what? And hey, they did. You don't like me? And I'll go down the street to the next record company, and they, they will did. give me what I want. They did, and there's a there's a kind of a theme out there, you know, because when Led Zeppelin was touring back in the early '70s and so forth, and how they were like doing the you know the the concert promoters and the record companies and such, and Led Zeppelin's like, okay, fine, you want to do business with us? Fine, we'll go somewhere else. Finally, the record companies and the concert promoters had to say, hey, man, you know what? Uh, I know it's only 10%. That's all they're offering. But you know what? 10% of Led Zeppelin is, is pretty good. So I guess we're going to have to take that. You know what but the, not the, enough bands do that. You know what the great... And look, they weren't the best band in the world. They're much better bands than that now and back then. No, they just I, didn't have I, well, the gonads or the right management, Frank, I think, to, well, yeah, to tell the, uh, wait the concert a minute. promoters. When you, wait a minute. Wait a minute. When you say Led Zeppelin wasn't the best band, now I may agree with that, but they were one of the best bands. Oh, absolutely. I'm just yeah. saying, I, I'm just... I'm not a, a like a big you know you know like I'm not a big fan like you like know if somebody disparages Led Zeppelin. <laughs> go, what are you talking about? They're the best. Like, blah, blah, hey, you know how people do with the who. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let's see if Melissa's here. Are you here, Melissa? I can't believe this. She forced me to come on the air, and then she's not yeah, even here. Yeah, that's on. Come on, Melissa. Oh, here she is. Really? There she is. Yeah, there I you think are. It was my fader. And you got a big hump. My fader. 
Well, oh, you got a big hum, Melissa. Okay, well, then just take me off. No, 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 no. It's okay. Come on. Yeah, I don't hear the hum, but I barely hear Melissa. Melissa? Yes. I hear you. Very I have everything there. turned up a lot more That's than normal. Better. I know, I know. You, you, you got to turn your. Well, mic. if I turn it down, then nobody can hear me. Well, try to turn your mic down. Okay, that's not it. Hello. Okay, testing, testing. Uh, up, 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 up. Testing, turn it up. Testing, turn it up. Testing, turn it up. Testing, testing, testing. Up, 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 up. Testing. Turn it all the way up. Okay, can you hear me now? Okay, that's too far. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that's too far. Turn it down a little bit. Okay. There. There you go. All right. Well. I don't know what I sound like. I got background. But it's noise. time to go anyway. So. <laughs> time to go. Yeah, what ten more minutes. Oh, we're not doing two hours? Oh, well, if we are. I mean, an hour and a half. I can't get online until I go back to the house anyway. So. Why is that? Because oh, of, somebody forgot Because to you messed me up. But anyway. <laughs> well, hello, Melissa. This is Jay from Hi. Uh, one of your hello. Yes, I was listening Happy to Happy Thanksgiving to you and Frank tomorrow and to the rest of the AVR listeners out yeah, there. Yeah, you don't have to go, room. Jay. I'm not going to go. I'm Good. Not. Uh, See what happens. No, no. Melissa, you show up. Everybody hey, wants to run away. And Led Zeppelin is pretty much my favorite band. Led Zeppelin? Okay. And see, I don't have a problem with that because they're very good. I'm just a fair guy. And I'm not one that, you know, when somebody disparages Led you know Zeppelin, what? I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? They were the best. And you know what? I'm like, you know what? I like Aerosmith as much as I do Led Zeppelin. I like the Grateful Dead better than I like both of them. Uh, you know, I've been to you know eighteen Grateful Dead concerts, and there ain't wow, a band on this earth that did a better live show than the Grateful Dead. Well, see, because I've never seen them, and uh, so I'll take your word for it. And I don't mean that like in a flippant way. I've never seen them in concert. I'm sure they were very good. In fact, I know they were very good because I've listened to some of their live albums. It's kind of not the same thing, but I, you know, it was, they were very good, their live albums. I will say this. The best live performance that I've ever seen, and, and this might surprise both of you, it was Iron Maiden. I've seen Iron Maiden you like know, 13 or I 15 times. I could have times that about you. In, in concert, and, and Iron Maiden just was, they How were just times? very good. How uh, many times? I'm sorry? How many times have you seen them? It, it, uh, 13 at least, and maybe wow. 15 times. Okay, man, man, what do they call... I saw Jimmy Page and Robert Plant, but I never got to see Led Zeppelin. What do they call Iron Maiden uh, and Jason Bonham like that? Because, you, know, you know, they call they call people who follow the Grateful Dead around deadheads. What do they call Iron Maiden heads? Well, I don't know that they call them anything, but the Iron Maiden fans have a slogan that's called Up the Irons. Okay. Like Up the Irons, like Iron Maiden. It's just a, like a slogan that the fans have. Uh, so that's the only thing. Yeah, there's no... Well, I got to say, I you know, know, Iron Maiden is not my, you know... I mean, Iron Maiden's heavy metal. And I'm not They're a heavy big, metal. I'm not a big yeah. heavy metal guy. But there's some heavy metal that I think is just phenomenal. I well, mean, really, for instance, even those scumbags Metallica have I a couple of... Songs See, I never I got like. into them. I just never got I'm into not, them. No, I never got into them. You know, but they've got a couple of songs that are well, really phenomenal. Well, you'd have phenomenal. to produce one for me because I can't <laughs> think of one. I just never got into them. I thought they were overrated, 
Now I see here I'm being dogmatic. I just, I don't hate them. I just never got them. I thought, really? Iron Maiden was ten times better than I saw than them that. with Soundgarden in Orlando. Now, now you mentioned Soundgarden, and there you go, another just a great band. They just had it all together. Metallica, Frank, I thought they were overproduced and, and, and just overproduced and just hype and... Well, that's just, certainly true, and I and I, and they weren't all that. I'm just saying they had a couple okay. of songs that were phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll take your word for it. I mean, <laughs> I'm not flippantly. Yeah, okay. I'll take your word for it. Uh, yeah. Right. Now I'm going to surprise you again, both of you. I'm sure here because another good live performance, great live performance in my opinion. Now, <laughs> if you sit down, if you're standing up, sit down, and then maybe brace yourself. Kiss. I saw oh, Kiss. Come on. <laughs> I saw them up after their makeup. Oh, this would have been mid-80s. Mid-80s, probably. Uh, yeah, mid-80s. In Pittsburgh at the Civic Arena. And, and the only reason I went was because Ted Nugent was opening up for them. Because at the time, Nugent was kind of on his downward spiral or whatever wasn't really good at, in that time but he was great in concert that's the only reason I went was mm-hmm. to see Ted Nugent I would have rather you know, of course I, I stayed for the day. main event which was Kiss and I gotta say to both of you they were I mean they were yeah, just I'm not really good Kiss, but well I like you know Ted's I mean look I don't I, and again Kiss has a couple of songs that are phenomenal but all in all, they're a cartoon act. Oh, sure. They're they're caricatures of you know, themselves. I mean they're they're not you know, come on. But I, all right. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. Because time doesn't matter and I can do what I want. And I'm gonna take a break right now. We'll try to get this hum out of Melissa's deal and uh we're gonna take a break. Uh Jay can stay on the line and he I'm can also go plug in my internet. And he can also listen to this. I will do so. This is Enter one of those Sandman. songs. This is one of those songs that Enter I can, Sandman. that I consider phenomenal. <laughs> okay.
that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water.
Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System.
Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is November 25th, 2015, Wednesday. It's about nine minutes after nine, and let me tell you something. If you're listening to this broadcast, this is it. There are no archives. There is no recording. Uh, I'm looking at my screen over here, and it ain't running. I didn't turn it on. Hey, I didn't even know I was going to be doing this show. But I thought I had a five-day weekend. First time in my life, a five-day weekend. But, of course. Welcome, Melissa. Hey, turn on the recording now. Uh, you know, that's the whole thing. Now, gee, you sound good. You know, good. it's 40... Gee, you sound good. Um, you know that? Yeah. Uh, you know why? Yeah, Um, I had everything These plugged plugs? in. You my gotta board, plug them all the way. My in. board was lit up, and I always do it very gently because once I broke a pen plugging it in. Not one of those so, big ones. You didn't. Come on. What are you talking about? Which one? The one in the black box. Oh, you're talking about my hum eliminator. Yes. Okay, well I plugged it in. I thought. No, way. no, it wasn't. Well, anyway. But you so sound that good now, me, and you're back, and that's fine. Yeah, and, and, and guess here. So stop being yes, a rude host. Stop being a rude host and and say hello to Jay. Hi, Jay. Hello, Melissa. Hey, guess hello what? Again, Frank, Ge- hey, hello again, Frank. Hey, let's play a game. Listeners out there. Let's play a game. Guess the temperature in the studio where I'm at. <laughs> Somebody guess the temperature. And where you are? Yeah. Well, now this is going to sound sexist, but it's probably like a warm and cozy 87 degrees. 44. That would be my. That would be where I would want to be. It's 44 degrees. I like it cold. 44 I degrees. Do too. So, so I love everybody a lot because every time I do my show, it's like in the 40s to low 50s. Well, the unless, 40s might be unless, a bit too unless, cold. But unless it's summertime. It's kind of like and being outside, you know. It's, too hot. it's like being outside pretty much right now. It's oh. a bit cold. My fingers when I came in were so frozen I could barely even do anything. And, my, and again, I want everybody to know out there, this is not my fault. Anyway. This is not my fault. <laughs> There's a heater right next door. It's not my fault. I bought the heater. Okay, it's okay, right okay. next door. I bought the yes. air conditioner. It's right next door. Hey, I bought, fault. I bought like lots of air yeah, conditioners. Yeah, but not that one. Yes, you did. No, you did not buy that one. I did. Okay, then use but it anyway, in the summertime. I do. I don't when I'm on the air, though. Aha, yeah. And, and that's so it's really I'm... hot. Anyway, but anyway, hey. Stop being it's... rude and let's talk to our guests. Thanksgiving 
Yes. Yes, that's okay. What are you having for Thanksgiving? What are you having for Thanksgiving? Do you even know? Are you 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 talking to me, Melissa? Yeah, are you going to have a big feast? You talking to me? (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't quite hear you. Say that again. You talking to me? I said, what's on the menu for tomorrow? Are you going to go to the the usual? uh, Just turkey and, you know, uh, yeah, just turkey. My, uh, we have family out here now, which we haven't for forever. You know, we moved out here. My brother lived out here. That's why I came to Washington. And then right after we moved out here, they moved to California. And oh. they live in Arizona now. So we've been out here alone, wow. my wife and I and the kids, and for that just more me. than 20 years. And her parents moved out recently. And hmm. so, yeah, we're just, her, her mom made some pies and she brought them over and tonight and you know, the, you know, okay. throw the bird in the oven, have, do whatever you do to cook that. And her mother makes homemade noodles and just all the, and my wife's a good cook, and they make all kind of homemade little wow. doodads. And, yeah, well, Jay, guess what? Know, just, We're having ham, and I'm going to rot myself in a bacon suit just to piss the Muslims off. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah, screw them. And if you're yeah, a Muslim exactly. listening. Nothing wrong with that. You know, you know, I mean, we if do you're have... listening to this network, then it probably doesn't apply to you. But yeah, you know, we have right, somebody right. from Iran that comes to the chat room and is quite friendly. And yeah, there was someone a, a, a month or two or three ago from Iran. I can't recall the yeah, well, actually, actually there was a screen name. There was a guy, Haji, or something girl. like it's that. It was a teacher and his yeah, student a... in high school that came in separate times. And he told his whole class about AVR, or classes. Yeah. About but, you know, uh, but uh, Iranians aren't necessarily Muslims. They're Persian. They're he Chinese. told me he uh, is. my understanding, oh my there's God. a difference. He told me Thank he's a Muslim, you, but he believes in Jesus. You know, Thank and he you, talks Jay. About Jesus. You're welcome. No, really. I mean, I'm... No, really. And they're not... Hey, they're not only not Muslims, they're Persians. They are not, absolutely not, Arabs. They are no. Persian. My name is Persian. My middle name. And I might add to people, but if I'm you want to go look up some interesting history, go look up the Persian Empire. It's a, it's a fascinating thing. I mean, they, they were... Uh, hey, you know what? They were the United States. Well, until the Greeks got a hold of them. For like a couple of thousand years. Oh, yeah, they were in the United States for what, two hundred fifty years? Woo! And look, mo- and look, even well-informed people don't get it right. Like I said on my show the other day, I was mentioning Bill Whittle. He he brought up how the Muslims and how they've been so aggressive, and he says he thinks it started. He 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 mentioned two instances when it started back in the forties or something with Saudi Arabia, and then he mentioned the Iranian like hostage crisis. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. You're, those, those aren't Muslims, number one. And number two, all the Iranians were doing back then was rejecting Americanization of their people. That's all that was, That's in right. my opinion. Absolutely. That's all that was. They the Iranians the did not want who was a to be fraud. Americanized in, in, in that the way. Shah they weren't a, a Western he was a society. The Shah was a fraud puppet of yes, the United States. <laughs> exactly. We tried to install them, and they're like, no, man, we want the Ayatollah. We don't want to be like you. Well, we don't want him. We don't want our malls and our stores to be like your stores and, and your... No, we have a decent society over it. We don't want your filth. 
Well, that's what that the thing was about. Is, you see, the deal is, the Persians, they were an empire. And they yes, have, they were. And they have a culture that is advanced. It's not, you know, like the sand nigger Arabs. Sorry for my <laughs> right. French, but right. that, that's who they are. I'm, and the Persians would say the same. They don't like the Arabs. Well, that's obvious. They, hey, I mean, that's obvious. Hey, guess what? The Persians don't like the Arabs either. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, really? No, they don't. They really don't. No, Why they do you don't. Think the rest I, I of know. the Middle East is doing what they're doing, and Iran is standing there all by themselves, going, uh, "No, you know what? Uh, we don't think." Yeah. That. Why do you think? I mean, think about it. Why does Saudi Arabia always side with Israel when it comes to Iran? Think about that. Money. Because they do. Money. Money. Okay. There you go. No, that's the one. So, that's I mean, the if they were Muslim, do you think that Saudi Arabia wouldn't side with Iran first instead of Israel? You mean their fellow? Give Muslims? me a break. That should like that should be a red flag or like at least point someone in the right direction. Wait a See, minute, man. Why is Saudi Arabia siding with Israel when it comes to because, you know confrontations you know or whatever with, with Iran? It doesn't make any sense. That's per- because they're not the same. Because per- and the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Right, that's right. So to speak. And that is right. So to speak. That is right. And it works out every time, Jay. It doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it, 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 I can't say it's right, but it is true. Well, well yeah, enemy, and you said it works out every time, because generally speaking, two on one, you know, that's a, my not friend. a fair fight. And, and that, that's the way it works out every time, like you say. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Maybe not a good friend. Maybe not a good friend. Maybe not a permanent friend, but a friend for now, and that's but for now, man. You know, but for now because dog eat dog, and you know, two dogs eat one dog better than one dog. Dog eat dog. (laughs) You know, know. the thing is, Jay. Do you think people might have a delusion that the world is a nicer place than it really is? Hmm. No, I don't. No, they're just delusional. I don't. I don't think they no, even I have mean a clue. your average American. Do you think your average American is a little delusional, thinking the world is a nicer place than it really is? Because it's not a nice wow. place. I mean, you're giving them too. I well, I kind of disagree. I think you're giving them too much credit. I think I don't think they have a clue. I think they're just that. I think the majority of people, and this might be sound offensive, I think the majority of people don't know what the hell they're talking about and have no idea, no idea what's going on. No idea what's going on. They would get into the car with a pedophile. They would let, you know, they would let the vampire in the house because they're just that stupid. Sadly, I. If people knew what really was going on, they would never let their kids out of the house, much less, you know. Let them walk around Maybe in I'm public wrong. by and themselves when they're young and stuff. Because the well, correct is, me if I'm wrong, both you of you. I mean, Frank, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that's just—I mean, that's just how I think, really. Which is but look, we all walk around every day. You go downtown, Frank. Unless yeah, you go I downtown, know. I go downtown. I have a job. I go out and I see people, and they, for the most part, I'm, they disgust me, and it's. 
And I walk past people in a store, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> what, you know, and I just... Well, why? Do you hear him go, say something? what an idiot, and, you know... Do you hear him... I say it, you got to my brain. What about the ones, like, tonight, I was, I was shopping, and somebody had one of those Bluetooth, you know, whatever's in their ear, and I was just thinking, wow, you know... They Isn't that ridiculous? And look, I have a cell phone, and I have a Bluetooth device, but I don't carry my cell phone into a store. I just don't do it. I don't walk through the parking lot going into the store looking at my cell phone. Yeah, but Jay, what if somebody in the wants car. to talk to you? Hey. Come on, Jay, you might miss just, something. Hey, imagine. Yeah, I might miss something, they you have know? Popularized but I'm there to get, like, a bag of chips or, you know, a, a bottle of water or something. They've I think popularized I, those so much to where it's gonna, those people will probably line up to get chipped, you know? Those people and the people with the smart watches and the people that just have to be texting and, and on their cell phone at all times and, you know, on Facebook or whatever. So, and, and the ones, I think, that are pro-tattoos and piercings and stuff, you know, they popularized all that for a reason, and everything, all the devices are getting smaller and smaller, and people, there's people that w- could, wouldn't know what to do without their cell phone, you know, if they don't oh, have their cell you, phone, there's a, there's a phobia kill themselves for it or something. I can't find my phone. Man, I half the time don't even know where mine is. I have to get one of my kids... To, to call my phone or my wife, she does the same thing. She never knows where her phone is. We're not addicted to our phones. It's like a necessary evil. It's and they're and they're not even a it nuisance a really because I don't. I'm not. Atten- I'll go to work sometimes and forget my phone. Okay, whatever. I got one for Ridiculous. the first time in my life because when we came from Florida to Oregon, <laughs> came across the country almost like 3,000 miles or so. And this <laughs> was This was 10 years ago, almost. Uh-huh. And, and, and I haven't, I've used it maybe, I don't know, two or three times after that, and that was it, you know, and so I still don't Well, if that's it. all you need to use it for. Well, but I take a chance because if I break down, I'm going to be in a bad position. Well, and there you go. I mean, it is a tool. I need, Melissa, I need AAA a gun. And no, a you need a gun. You need a well, gun. You do need a yes, gun if you're not armed. Because you know. the thing you're, you're is, I, you know, it's like, okay, so I'm broke down. Hey, Maybe I don't know how to fix what? the car, guess what? Guess but I know what? how to walk my ass home. Yeah, I want a gun, but you and know I what? Don't want any, I don't want any scumbags, uh, you know, trying to rob, rape, uh, or pillage me. So, hey, well, you said it right the second time because that's what they do to women. They don't try and rob them. Well, they do I've that after traveled, they rape them. That's just a fact. I used to travel like three hours or four hours at a time at night in the middle of the night without a cell phone, you know, driving hundreds of miles by myself in my car, you know. Well, we've all done that, you know, 20, 30 years ago, so it's... Yeah, but I was doing it recently. But, I mean, it's a tool now, and I guess the point I was trying to make is they're tools and they're convenient, okay. and I understand that's... That's yeah. why I have one. Okay, I'm going to say... I don't even have a house okay, phone, but I don't talk back. hardly on my phone. Okay, everybody be uh, quiet And we were talking now. about guns here for a second. Hold on. I mean, Melissa, no, uh, everybody is it be my quiet understanding now. that you I'm don't, say you don't have a gun? I, everybody be quiet now. I'm going to say something okay. completely sexist. Oh, God. What's okay. next? I can go <laughs> out there. And if I meet somebody with a gun, he's going to shoot me. But if I meet somebody... Who wants to take advantage of me? I'm gonna beat him to a blood spot. Okay, a girl can't do that. Oh, no, there's and, the and sexist thing. See, I'm being but, sexist. But no, it's not sexist. But, you know, yeah, but the you know what? Is some girls can. I'm not saying no, I'm one of course, some girls can maybe. 
Yeah, and they're rangers. Maybe, I say they're they're okay. airborne rangers now. And some guys yeah, can't. Yeah, here, Melissa. You know, I have to. So. You know, now Doug, this may surprise you, but here's the thing. Uh, no, women are who they are. They're girls, man. They're they're women. That's God created them as yes, women. They're I be- feminine. Yeah, most they're of the time, different. Men, men are stronger. stronger. The men have men bigger is muscles. Stronger than the strongest and I totally agree. They do. Yeah, and, um, and not only and that, you know what? I was not minute, you. Wait a minute. <laughs> both of you are, are are focusing on the physical. Obviously, men are stronger and bigger, and we can, you know, we're just stronger and bigger. I'll That's just the way it is. But right. there's something else. We have, men, have an aggressive attitude. Girls don't. For the most part. Now, there's exceptions to both. We have sure, faggots. There's always exceptions. We have faggots, men, that are like girls, and we have girls that are big butch girls like, like men. But for the most part, men are aggressive, violent creatures. Women are not. That's, that's the way of the world. It's just the way it I is. I wouldn't want it any other way, <laughs> you know? I wouldn't want it I'd any like other to way. I'd be less and aggressive I'd sometimes. What. I just can't help it. Did y'all hear about the the woman um, in Florida who, I think she was like, she was in dire, you know, it was like an emergency, and she was being held as a hostage. She the one in the closet? She and her children. In the closet? She was held hostage in Florida. By her boyfriend at knife point, along with her three kids. Oh, okay, no. Her, along with her three kids, she persuaded him to let her use a cell phone to order a pepperoni pizza online. Yeah, pizza. I recall that. Yeah. Hey, there's a smart guy. That's what I'm saying. So sometimes, hey, girls, women, females, etc., people in general too, you can do something like that to hey, save your life. Guess she, what? She ordered. Pizza from Pizza Hut, and she had some kind of thing in her phone or something, and she uh, she let them know, call nine one one. She typed that well, into her phone. Well, she wrote on the receipt when she signed for the pizza. I Guess need help what? Off call, situation. Yeah, yeah. Call nine one one. Yes. Hello. What's that? Hello. Yes. Women have advantages also, and with I, intuition. I hate to smart. I hate to say this, but generally speaking, and there's always exceptions, but. Chicks are smarter than guys, especially guys that are wanting to rape, pillage, and and steal and all that. They they're they're generally yeah. morons. Okay, I agree completely. I agree completely. So you got a chick with a me. with it's a head on her shoulder. You can't argue with the truth. <laughs> you know, I mean, hey, you can't argue with the truth. I mean, in a situation but like that, in generally rather, any situation. You know what? Sorry, I'd still rather see that chick with a gun. Well, yeah, and I, I asked the question, I, yeah. you know, Melissa, you, so you don't carry a handgun. You, what I was going Melissa? to say is, I was not, okay, I was brought up in a family where my dad hunted, my brother hunted, he was getting, you know, rifles as a young boy for Christmas or whatever, and, you know, I was never taught about guns. Melissa's scared. I did go hunting with my dad once, but I didn't. Well, that's a different thing I now. Didn't. You have to kind of separate the whole yeah. Gun no, thing, no, I and, totally you know, believe with hunting—that's a separate thing. I just need somebody. A to gun is for protection all. and for self-defense. It's not for hunting. That that's I not understand. what it's for. I totally uh, understand. Okay, I'm now just telling you my background. Now listen to me. I'm, I'm about to get a I bad rap here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You two, 
I'm about to get a bad rap here because <laughs> Melissa, you? Melissa, no. is saying she just needs somebody to teach her. Yes, and not you, which Frank. is true. <laughs> no, it's because true. You don't have the patience. That I need. Well, that Frank, I would have be, to agree. Yeah, that might I'm not be, a good teacher either. Men true. aren't very good teachers. Uh, with women, make better firearm instructors. They just do. I'll tell they you, just Jay. Do. It's a fact. Okay, Jay. Yeah. Do you remember basic training before well, you were man, a ranger? Uh, yeah, Frank. Of course. I mean, that's before probably why I'm you not were a, a ranger. Basic training. Yeah. Remember those instructors? Yeah, you think girls? Would, expert you too. think girls would like them? No. But see, here's the thing: that girls now. This is a now. Let's go. This might sound sexist. Men can deal with that type of abuse, if you will. Oh, and it can. was abuse. It was okay. Well, it hey, was. But yeah. the, hey, Jay, we're in the army. Yes. We're soldiers. <laughs> I know Are you all on that kid? You're abusing me. Right. <laughs> Are you kidding me? No, man. I'm, I wouldn't want to change a thing, man. I don't want to change the truth. I don't want to change the facts as they are. I'm not God. I, they're the way they are because God made them that way. I'm not going to change them. And they you don't teach like you them, the way they you're an teach idiot. you because you know what? You're going to war. And war doesn't give a damn whether you're a woman no. or a man or who the hell you are. Nope. You're, nope. See, you either live or you die. You either live or die. Or that's it. There's no in-between, man. There's no gray. And there's, there's no gray. Life is pretty much black and white. As a matter of fact, I can't think of an instance in life where there's gray area. Gray area gets you killed. Always. Did did y'all know that you can? <laughs> they have concealed carry permits tests. They, you can take online right. in Oregon. You can take them online and, really? and pass. Yes. You kidding me? No, I'm not. I didn't know that. Yes. I gotta do yeah, that. Yeah, you can do that. No, you can do that. Yeah. You can do it in can. Oregon. I don't know. Well, I gotta do that. Does that? I can, I can, actually, yeah, I can, well, I don't see, they won't let me do that because I'm a watch. I can do an online, you know, concealed pistol license, I think, in Utah, Florida. There's a couple of states where I can do it here from Washington. I don't think it allows me, because, see, that's not all interconnected. And you I don't can, think I can do one uh, here, for I know, you guys. I have I to actually it. go to a sheriff office in Oregon to get a, a CPL. Well, you got to always go state. to a sheriff's office. But I, saw I think it. you can do your stuff and bring your stuff down there and say, here There's you go. There's a guy buddy. online on Craigslist. Right, you're, 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 right, Frank, you're right. I can get the application and take it. That advertising? And now, here's the thing. I don't know, and I, I don't mean to interrupt, Melissa, but the, I don't know what county Portland is. What is that, Mul Multnomah County? Yeah, I think so. They won't issue CPLs to no, they state won't. residents. You, no, they won't. No, they won't. Uh, but the sheriff of, is it Bend County? Is Bend a county? Well, uh, Coos County uh, has voted that we're not going for any restrictions anymore. Okay. So there's probably several counties. No, there in is kickback in this state. I'm telling you, man, has the paperwork you know what? Got it done. I love this state. Oregon, I love this state. I love this state because 
Even Both a beautiful though, state. Even though the liberals actually politically run this state, yeah, just like the here, rest Frank. of us are starting to catch a clue, and counties are starting to say, "Screw you." You know what? I'm we don't care what you there. say. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm, hey, I'm guess what? There. Screw you. Or hey, the county I live in, right here, said, "You know what? Growing." Genetically modified plants in this county is illegal. And that's after the way we, it was meant to be, man. After, Your power after, flows that from was the pa- after that was passed by the people of this county, the state moved, the legislators moved to say, okay, uh, well, we can't stop them, but from now on, nobody's allowed to do that anymore. What county do you live in, Frank? Jackson County. Jackson County. As in, guess who? Andrew Jackson? That's right. That's, I would, if I had to live in Oregon, I would live in, around where you live. I love that area. Now, I haven't been very much off of I-5. I used to travel down to California to visit my brother. and I love Medford and Grants Pass and, and all that. That's just beautiful country. Uh, Roseburg, all that. I love that down there. Well, that's the end Very of good. that's the end of conservative Western Oregon is Roseburg. When you start going north of there, you start getting into commie land. Well, it makes sense because Springfield's a college town, and college towns are pretty much. Oh, and we got Ashland. Communist. We even down here we got we got Ashland, but it's a small little place. Hey, guess what, guys? We gotta take yes. a break. Take a break. And hey, yes, you can guess the song. I will. Well, <laughs> I can do that. Even I can though, do that. yeah, you say you can do that, but you haven't been able to do that in a long time. Uh, well, I've been I think I've, uh, the I know I'm, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a disadvantage, but I will give it my shot. All right, here we go. We'll be back in a bit.
We're back. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is Wednesday, November 25th, 2015. It's about 9.42, almost 9.43 out here on the Pacific Time Coast. And those of you listening, this is it. There is no recording. There is no archive. This is it. We're just doing this live because Melissa made me. All right? <laughs> that's, what, that's really the truth. Melissa made me. So Why didn't you uh, plug in, or why didn't you turn on the recording at the top of this hour, like I said? Please. Because you're not the boss of me, that's why. Well, who will? But, it would have been a good show to have recorded. Ah, oh, why? What? This is a special show. This yeah, is it one was. Of those things. It would. I would never do this. Why you know? wouldn't you record it? I thought it was a good show. You should have recorded it. I don't know. Well, maybe I'm, maybe, uh, maybe I'm out scared. There. Maybe somebody out there did. Oh, I'm sure the NSA did. Yeah, I mean, I'm come so on, sure. you can talk to them. I'm sure they did. <laughs> And we got Jay on here still. He hasn't gone away. He hasn't run away. Nope. He's not even scared. Nope. No, I don't scare easily. No, and Jay I'm went on the air and got his own radio show. Now he's on twice a week on Can ABR. you imagine? And he's Can never done radio, to my knowledge, guy? besides calling in, you know. Can you imagine? No, really. Can lot. you imagine some guy, some truck driver guy? That's what you do, right, Jay? I drive a truck. Yes, Some I do. Truck driver guy gets a radio show. Come on. Second truck driver. All right, I know that. That's not, not me. Not me. <laughs> I know this song. Not me. Jay. I don't know who it was. I think Jay went to a website. No, nah, it might not have been. But anyway. Or you uh, did. It wasn't me. Well, where's Jay? I don't know. Maybe he thought he would mute whatever. Oh, Jay's gone, man. Jay's gone. Wow. He'll be back. Something happened. Anyway, what do you got? You got anything no, interesting to talk No, we're not talking about? we're not talking about regular stuff tonight. We're not. No, we only have 15 minutes left to in the second we, hour. Unless this is we, two hours. Two we, hours is not enough. Unless we go on. Oh, right. no, we're not going on. Okay, then. Two yeah. hours is plenty. I thought I was having a five-day weekend, and I had to do radio. <laughs> Come on. Hey. I think Jay's back. He is. How do you know he is? I heard him laugh. Oh, I see. <laughs> I am back. I don't know what happened. We got cut off. But that's what happens. Technology. Sometimes anyway, it's not congratulations as good as they on your new it. show. Very happy that it's you're on. It's not a new show. It's a it's continuation a of the new of the original show. It's an expansion. You're an argument, Jay. Is boy it's a, Yes, I am. It's a new show, and now it's a new second hour. <laughs> the second hour is brand new. He's been on once, right? On your second hour. Mm, yes. So yes. far, is it once or twice? Once. Yes. Okay. To, it's. Today, well, tomorrow, Thursday, well, tomorrow, tomorrow Thanksgiving happening. Day would have been my second day. And I would have gone on live. Yes, he would have. Uh, 
I would have. And and Frank and I had talked. But I would. And I was going to attempt to pre-record the show, but I ran out of time. Don't worry about it. I you stopped know. him. I hey, wouldn't let him. I've been on the air at my sister's house during occasions, you know, like when I was there for Thanksgiving. Yeah, and, and you had pneumonia. Wow. At the time. <laughs> anyway. Hey, I enjoy it. I just, I really, I enjoy being on the air. It's a new experience for me. And Well, you know what, Jay? Apparently, I enjoy it also. And it's not a new experience <laughs> okay. for me. <laughs> I, I've been doing this 20 years, and I was sitting here very, You've been on the air very, for 20 years, Frank? Oh, probably more, really? if you want to count KAVV Radio in Benson, well, Arizona. Well, DJ. But, yeah, uh, I started on the air in 1995 with my show. Okay. Not the network. Not right, the network. Right, right. Just my show. With the American Voice, your show. Hour. The, the American Voice Hour. Okay. Yes, that's right. Wow. That would be some interesting archives. Yeah, I bet you yeah, I know who has have any of those saved. I bet you yeah, I know who does. Maybe. Not me. Well, Richard uh, from Truth Richard Palmquist from Truth Radio Network, if he saved his archives, he has me. Darren Weeks used to, I, I don't know, he was the webmaster wow. for somebody who I was on as a guest way back when. I'm hoping he still has my shows, Argus. Well, why don't you ask him? I'm gonna. But the thing is... <laughs> yeah, because let's they were segue. about Terry Schindler. Let's segue. Mm-hmm. Oh, please, let's not do that. We're not doing that. <sighs> hey, I, I felt bad about that, and I did the show But anyway, segue then. Well... Meanie. Uh, Jay, it's up to you. What's that? To segue. Come on. Segway. Why not just yes. let it flow? We don't need yeah, to okay. segue. Okay, let it flow, Jay. Yeah. Hey, I heard on the way home, Nikki Six got a colonic and he had that problem. It flew. It flew. What? Yeah, yeah Nikki Six from Motley Crue. Right. He had a colonic because he's going to get a colonoscopy. Right. And he's six years late, according to him, which I don't recommend because you can get diseases from those tubes. Okay? You can get them. They don't sterilize them properly and all that, right? So you could right. get, you could get hepatitis. You could get AIDS. You could get who knows what. Um, but anyway. Yeah, who knows so, what. So he was talking on the way home, and I was listening to him, and, and I forget her name, but she's on with him. And... He was describing, he was like, yeah, so this health nut that I know, he's in really good health, he told me I should get a colonic. So they go in and clean everything out, you know, like all the meat that's been sitting in your colon rotting for who knows how many years and all this stuff. And he said, you know, his friend told him that they put coffee grounds in there, you know, in a tube or whatever. They give you a colonic and they put a tube in you and suck everything out. And so he he went and did it, and uh, he says that the the lady told him you don't have to take your pants all the way off; you can just pull them down. So he pulled them down around his ankles, and he's lying there on the side. And he said there was music playing. He said a bunch of bad things, like there was Buddhas in the room. I'm totally against you know that, and they were playing meditation music and all this junk, right? But he said he's lying there. He's like, I, I think I'm gonna be able to handle this, you know. And so she took, put the tube in him and all, 
and said it's not going to hurt or whatever. And then he felt something, and she said, uh, it's leaking or you're leaking or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to have to take this out. So then he said, what happened was it got on his jeans, and he had to drive home in his Porsche, and uh, she offered him a paper. Poor baby. She offered him a paper, you know, thing that they give you when you go to the hospital or whatever, or the doctor, and it was backless. So he said, you know, I'm not going to put that on. They're going to get me coming out of my car, you know, the paparazzi or something, and I'm wearing this thing there. I think I came from some institution, you know, some Who crazy does this place. coming out of their car? Nobody makes you so, go outside wearing these he paper said he, freaking gowns. He, well, she was trying to help him <laughs> because the stuff got on him, Frank. So he, he just pulled up his pants and wore those home in his Porsche, and he came home, and his son... Was like, ew. I think he's full he's of like, crap. He's like, I just got a colonic. Oh, did I say full of crap? Oh, my God. So, I don't know, but that was his story on the I way home. I heard tonight on the way thing home. thing is, that's not a colonic by any medical standards at all. They don't just let you do that. They don't do that. Okay? It's it not. I'm not talking way. about a colonoscopy. Maybe they're doing something I'm not talking about a colonoscopy where they go in and see if you have... You know, well, maybe it's different if you're a rock star. I don't know, but that's not how they do normal people, all right? It's a colonic, Frank. And uh, John uh, Panagudi could tell you because I'm sure he's had them. Well, he's had he's had um, coffee enemas. Hey, probably, I've had that. You've had coffee enemas. I have. I never And have. lemon juice enemas. And I'll tell you what, folks. It sounds gross, and it's it's really it's kind of it, it is different. Let me tell you, it's something uncomfortable, but it really, really helps. It's good. It's a good thing. Well, and it is. I can imagine that it, that it thing, would man. be. But that's a sensitive area, and it's it's a private area, and I get all that. But yeah, well, it's, I've it's, done it's them. Topic. I've done them, and I'm not ashamed to tell people I've done anime. No, no, not at all. And I'll no. tell you what. I'm glad I did, and it helped me a lot. And I, I, you know, I probably ought to do it again soon because I'm telling you, uh, your intestines are a mess. Whether you think so or not, your intestines are a mess. I heard a report one time, and I, I don't. I'm not clear on the the number. Okay, so I'm not clear on the number. But I heard a report one time that when a human being dies, they have like. And again, I'm not clear on the number, but I'm just going to say a number like two pounds of like undigested meat in their colon, yep. something like that. Just some like it was an outrageous number. That's what's there. I mean, yeah, and that's what's there. So you need to, to clean it. It causes colon cancer, and if you don't go to the bathroom when you should, either urinate or you know the other, it will. Well, you can get bladder cancer or colon cancer from the that other. too. Yes, Another? urinate or crap. Have a bowel movement. Crap? You mean crap? Defecate. You know. <laughs> yeah, you could uh, get colon cancer if you just you hold know, it. She's just so politically correct. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, you know, it's just. All right. I was talking right. about okay, okay, poop okay, leakage. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, then you're not politically. No, correct. no. Then say crap. Crap. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I got to see Jimmy Page. I got my way. Jimmy <laughs> Page, Robert Plant, and Jason Bonham, who's John Bonham's son, on the drums. I did get to see them once. So. And that's what you think about when you hear crap? No, I don't, but 
I was saying it earlier, but I don't think either one of you heard me. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Wait a, minute, wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before anybody says anything else, I have requests from the chat room, and I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I neglected to mention who the bands were. Yes. Well, the last one was a song called Pilot, and I really love that song. I, I, I love this band. It, and the band is Blue Cheer. Yeah. Which now, is a type of acid, by the way. Now, yeah, well, Blue Cheer is I'm not familiar that I do with that. acid. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make me they had a They had a more popular song. I can't think of the name of it right Summertime now. Summertime Blues. Right, because yeah, yeah, so, yeah, he plays yeah. them. Summertime um, Blues. Yeah. Blue Cheer was awesome. But they got lost in the shuffle. They got lost in the shuffle. Very good. You know, and the and air band was yeah nuts nuts and nuts and you and you yep that's right okay yes there yeah you but you didn't guess it so I uh, did I guess. Didn't guess I didn't guess okay. because it's a bit hard for me to hear over the phone it's it has a bit of distortion and oh what have you, everybody's so. got excuses anyway <laughs> I know I know I know everybody hey, tries do you, do you notice everybody tries to diminish I, my victories yeah because you pick I, the obscure things that nobody's ever heard of every but time. they're great hey, music buddy, I, and like you it, said you need to quit doing that because but it's uh, cheating I, no, no, no. I would so, somewhat disagree. Now, wait a minute, Melissa. You make it. I used well, to listen to a lot of music. You know, Melissa, Frank doesn't so even it, know the songs either. All he does is go on YouTube and just listen to something sometimes. Sometimes he doesn't listen. He plays on the air without There's listening. There's nothing wrong with And that. then he expects us song. to get these obscure bands that nobody's that's ever great. even heard. That's great. Yeah, that's great. I wouldn't. I, have made I just it don't a listen habit. to as much music as I used to. Now, so and Melissa's right. Now, Melissa's right. I have played songs on the air that I haven't listened to, but that was a long time ago, and it's. He's and done I made, it many times. I have made it a policy that I listen to everything that I play, and I have been. Well, maybe for recently. The last year, and that is recently well, when you've been at this anyway. twenty years. So, well, hey, I've made mistakes really bad, too, folks. So, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, so obviously you're listening to them because hey. you wouldn't let anything crappy slip by. I'm have. thankful that the Heavenly Father has held things back as long as he has, you know, and we're all still alive. We all still have the Internet. We have AVR. We have the chat room. We have yeah. our shows. We all three have shows. You know, Amen. and I'm thankful for all my friends in the chat room and the listeners and, and the hosts we have and and everything and yeah, our animals and so much Amen. more. All, all the, needs to be said because it is getting towards the end of your have. show, Frank. So it really does need to be said. I mean, this is a to me, for me as a listener, right? And now I, I have a show, but right now I'm a listener and I'm a caller and I frequent the chat room. This is a this is a very it's a good it's a neighborhood, man. It's a it's like a it's like a an enclave, not an enclave. It's like a cult. What am I trying to say? It's, no. yeah, it's like home. It's like a, I uh, wish more people really that is. listen it's, would come a, to our chat know, room. People in the chat room are friendly. Uh, Melissa's friendly. You're fr- all the hosts, and I don't listen to them all all the time, but I do listen to all of your shows. I, I mean, I do. 
I wish I, I wish our host would come to the chat room. Uh, most of them don't. I wish Listen, they would. It's been it's been more fun than I thought it would be to come on the air tonight. I yes, was really all been. settled in to just sit back. And I pulled in the gate at like a quarter after eight and said, "Let's go." <laughs> Come on. Well, it was a pleasant surprise. And because at the same time, like I said in the beginning, Frank, I wasn't disappointed that you weren't doing a live show. I mean, I wasn't. You deserve a break. I mean, come on. But Apparently was, not. Yeah, but he didn't sudden, do his like, show this afternoon or music, tonight. Uh, so. You know, anyway. live show music. I'm like, wow, he's going to do a show. And I'm like, okay, so I was pleasantly surprised. So. Well, I, and, and Jay, well, I'm I glad you glad. called in, Jay. I am glad you called yeah. in. I am also glad you called in, but... We're going to have to go and now. shame on you for not pressing record for two hours. Shane. Oh, well, Thanks. this is one of those things. That's if anybody so has this recording, hey give it to us, please. Have a, have a great Thanksgiving. And I know it's the end of the show. And I want to, you know, everybody. Hey, the thanks comes, you know, from me as a caller and a listener. And thanks for all you do, Jay, to support AVR. Absolutely. And everybody else out there and all the microbroadcasters. It's been fun. You're welcome. Take care, guys. Bullet holes and the door broke down motor in the front yard. <laughs> I gotta have a mind to paint a plywood sign and nail it up on a knotty pine tree. Saying I was here first, this is my piece of dirt and your rambling don't rattle me. Some people care about what other people think, worry about what they say. exciting new show today being launched for the very first time calling itself waves of truth or the waves of truth i'm not sure which it is what's uh well i have the waves of truth on the uh schedule which folks you know what i've gotten some emails from people who uh for some reason or another can't find the schedule uh you go to americanvoiceradio.com or americanvoiceradio.net and you go to the little bar and it says schedule okay and you click on the word schedule and the schedule comes up on the screen and that thing that comes up on the schedule on the uh, screen after you click schedule 
That's the schedule. Okay? And everything you want to know there is on there about what's on when. Uh, we're being actually pretty good these days about keeping the schedule up to date. Uh, you know, and as of right now, everything on there is uh, accurate. We've even got, uh, you know, uh, the Saturday and Sunday schedule is accurate. And uh, last Saturday, uh, we didn't uh, we didn't really stick to it because we didn't really know what it was going to be, and we didn't really have it all squared away, as as you would say. Uh, but now we do, and this Saturday you can expect to uh, have on just exactly what's on the schedule at exactly the times. Well, within a couple of minutes where uh, we do deviate 30 seconds here and 30 seconds there every once in a while, and therefore, therefore and there too, what happens is over eight, nine hours, 30 seconds here, 30 seconds there, ends up to be a few minutes, and, uh, you know, by the end of Saturday... Woo, we're a little off schedule, but not that much, and it's just right around uh, what's going on. So anyway, there's that. So tune in. Now, when, where, what? Hey, you mentioned a new show. When's it on? Well, right after this show, Freedom Call is on with Colonel Bogreitz, and right after Freedom Call is the Waves of Truth, and that's going to be every Thursday right like that. If you'll notice, okay, if you'll notice, 3 p.m., the 3 p.m. hour is getting exciting. This is the kind of stuff I wanted to do, folks. I wanted to get different shows on. You know, it's okay to do a once-a-week show. As long as we get a bunch of them, we're getting a schedule out there of stuff you're not hearing anywhere else, stuff you haven't heard anywhere else, because what we're trying to stay away from, and we, you know, we actually, you know, we did it a little bit, but uh, what we're trying to go for is new Voices, okay? New voices. Exciting new perspectives from people who haven't done radio before or haven't done radio in a while. Uh, Voices you haven't heard either before or in a while. And that's what we're putting together here. Not the same old tired blah, 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 blah that you've been hearing for years. That's my job. See, that's what I'm doing. Okay? Because I've been doing radio and shortwave for, gee, close to four or five years now. Uh, granted, I did. I started out once a week on Saturdays. Uh, you know, so that's where you. That's where you. That's where you start. That's a good place to start. Uh, you know, so I'm the tired old voice that you can hear here, 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 here. Anyway, uh, we try to really encourage people who haven't done radio before to do radio. You know, you've got something to say, and you probably got something to say from a different perspective than what people are used to. And that's what we're doing here, okay? Anyway, 3 p.m., uh, 3 p.m. Monday, we got a new show, Constitutional Crusaders with Marcel Ben Shadler. He's instructed me because you'll look on the uh, schedule and it'll say Constitutional Crusader. And he wants me to put an S on there because he has informed me that the show's not about him. It's about anyone who is a constitutional crusader, okay? So crusaders, that's going to be changed as soon as I get around to it. Uh, Then on Wednesdays, we've got a new show that you probably heard yesterday, if you were listening then, Guardians of the Constitution, with Corrine Gulmain, G-U-I-L-M-A-I-N. So those of you out there, uh, you pronunciation experts, uh, you can uh, go, what an idiot he is. He said that wrong. But, well, hey, what an idiot I am. But 
That's the show, Guardians of the Constitution. That's on Wednesday at 3 p.m. And Thursdays, The Waves of Truth with Joe McNeil and the National Association of Microbroadcasters members. Okay, so he's going to have, today he's just going to give you the rundown and stuff, but uh, in shows in the future, he is going to have some members, uh, members meaning microbroadcasters from around the country, all right, to talk to you about what they're doing, what you could do, and what a difference it can make, okay? And on Fridays at 3 and 4, we've got two hours there. Now, I want to announce this to you. It's been on the schedule. I haven't announced it. You know, we figured, hey, what the heck? Why not get you all to participate anyway? I know you all don't call in much, but I do get quite a few emails. So you can email info at theamericanvoice.com. All right, info at theamericanvoice.com. And those two hours right there, you can request a replay. We call it Request a Replay Friday. And the email, if you go to there, the link right on the uh, schedule, you click on it, the email will come up, put in your request. All right? And we will replay what we get the most requests for. All right? So if we get four requests for this show and six requests for another show, well, then we're going to play the one that got the most requests. Okay? So that's the deal. So this is your chance to hear what you want. And I get a lot of this. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what day, what hour, what anything. Uh, you have the chance for a one hour or two hours. See, if we get enough requests for, say, a two-hour replay, because, for instance, on Tuesdays, we have the inside view. This is why Tuesdays you're going to have, what's on 3 o'clock Tuesdays? Well, 3 and 4 o'clock Pacific is the inside view special edition. All right, that's a two-hour show. So if you want that replayed, put in your votes, folks. If I get enough votes, I'll do this whole, I'll do both hours with that show. Okay? So this is your chance. All right? This is your chance. This is your spot. I'm giving you the chance to be a, uh, what would they call that, a... Um, well, uh, program, uh, programming uh, manager or whatever, you get to pick. So there's your vote. Go to the website. Go ahead. You can call in, too. I'll mark down your, uh, you know, you can uh, call 541-826-9050, and I'll, uh, I'll mark your vote down. And we'll just, on Fridays, we'll play what uh, most people want to hear, the most people want to hear. That's what we'll do. So there you go. We're trying to be interactive and give you a couple hours a day of uh, where you can have what you want. Because, you see, we don't run archives here. Uh, You'll have to listen to the network. See, this isn't about, oh, we'll just go to the uh, library and we'll get what we want right off the shelf. No, you see, we're in a live broadcasting. We're in our schedule. You've got to come here and listen. Just like any radio, you know. You don't go to your AM, FM radio station and say, gee, oh, hmm, I'd like to see this, and just play it. You don't go to your television station and just say, oh, gee, you know what, I want to see this at this time. No, you'll watch what they got on at that time. This is our, op- your opportunity to pick a couple hours of what you want to hear on Fridays. Okay, anyway, there we go, there we have it. Uh, and the... Uh, do, 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 do. Anyway, that's it there. Now, on to uh, all the stuff. <laughs> now, 
Here, I want, I want to get to a little something, because I don't much like Rush Limbaugh, all right, because Rush Limbaugh, as far as I'm concerned, is a moron. That's just my opinion. He's nothing but a talking head for the Republican Party, and I don't mean conservative either, okay, because I've got nothing against conservatives, and I've got nothing against liberals, really, because there's certain things that I'm conservative about and certain things that I'm liberal about. What I've got against is people that are Republicans or Democrats and whatever the party says is that's the way we go. And anything the Republican Party says is got to be conservative. And anything the Democratic Party says has got to be liberal. Well, that's just a bunch of crap. And anybody, you know, that you're an idiot if that's your way of thinking. I'm sorry, am I alienating a bunch of morons? Well, that's too bad. Because you don't need to be here anyway. You need to be, like, listening to Rush going, yes, Rush, yes, ho, 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 ho. Because this is what he says on, uh, let's see, Tuesday, uh, one of his Tuesday shows. Newsmax broke a completely unreported story last Monday. Broke it. Unreported. Well, apparently it wasn't unreported because they found it somewhere. The infamous 911 Commission staff report had a conclusion buried toward the end of the 12-page document. It's funny how a, a, a minimal 12-page document out of this commission can be called buried, yet when the administration comes up with a Patriot Act that is like 400-and-something pages long, oh, nothing's buried in there. Nobody read the thing. Everybody got a five-page summary and voted according to what their staff said it said. But this is buried in 12 pages. According to the staff, al-Qaeda's ability to plan and execute major terrorist attacks against the U.S. has been severely disrupted by the Bush administration. They are no longer able to train, strategize, plan, and send their operatives worldwide. They can't do that anymore. They're not able, it says. Their funding has decreased significantly since 9-1-1. Unsaid was the fact that their two main training bases in Afghanistan and Iraq, even though somehow uh, there's been no tie to any training base in Iraq, but we're going to say that it does because Rush Limbaugh spoke it, no longer exist and will no longer support them. Many Islamic-leaning charities which used to fund their actions are now out of business. Al-Qaeda's attacks against Saudi Arabia have reduced its income since 2003. Prior to 9-1-1, Al-Qaeda was centralized. Since 9-1-1, its communications, fundings, operation, and training have been disrupted to the point where it has been forced to decentralize and turn over operations to local commanders. Whew, that's a lot safer, huh? Because everybody knows a real tightly centralized organization is the most efficient thing going, right? That's why communism has taken over the world and was so very successful in the Soviet Union. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, never mind. That didn't work. This is a description of a successful war. This is also yet another example of complete misreporting by a partisan media. The 911 Commission staff report has concluded that we are winning the war and winning it well. The media has refused to report this very welcome news. That's Limbaugh. 
mouthpiece of the Republican Party. Talking head extraordinaire. Well, that sounds pretty darn good. Man, that's great news. It's a shame it's been kept secret from us, but thank goodness for Rush Limbaugh. He's given us the truth, and now we know. We're winning the war, and we're winning it well. Al-Qaeda is no longer able. Uh, They've been severely disrupted, and uh, their bases no longer exist and will no longer support them. And Al-Qaeda's ability to plan and execute major terrorist attacks against the U.S. Severely disrupted. Well, that sure does sound great. It really does, doesn't it? I mean, that's good, happy news. Hey, it's not as good as the rapture, but it's just as made up. Because somebody's lying here. Now, who's it going to be? Is it going to be the talking head Republican mouthpiece, Rush Limbaugh? Or is it going to be Homeland Security Secretary Tom Ridge? Because he said just today, folks, that Al-Qaeda plans a large-scale attack on the United States, quote, in an effort to disrupt the democratic process before November's election. Ridge cited recent interdictions for the new warning. He said U.S. officials have no precise knowledge of the time, place, or method of attack, but said they are actively working to gain that knowledge. Excuse me? Tom Ridge says today that Al-Qaeda plans a large-scale attack on the United States, but U.S. officials have no precise knowledge of the time, place, or method of attack. Huh. Boy, I'm sure glad they got a big, fat budget of a few billion dollars every day, because, man, that's valuable, isn't it? Go figure, huh? What a bunch of intelligence they got, eh? To figure that... Wow, Al-Qaeda might actually attack the United States in an effort to disrupt the elections. <laughs> well, I would have never thought of that. How about you? I mean, yeah, we're, we're paying these people billions of dollars to come up with this crap? This is as good as, hey, you know what? Tell you what, give you some great news. Here we go. We've been spending billions of dollars every single day, and I'll tell you what we've come up with. You should get yourself some plastic, and you should get yourself some duct tape. End of transmission. Now, don't you all feel a lot better? We're going to be attacked. We don't know from where. We don't know how. We don't know when, but we just know it's coming because, oh, well, we're working on finding out why. But you just stay tuned. But don't panic. We'll be back in a few with more interesting and exciting news. of Goji. Dr. Earl Mindell, the world's leading authority on nutrition, has just introduced a 2,000-year-old Himalayan secret to long life, Goji juice. Dr. Mindell says this is the biggest health breakthrough in 40 years, backed by scientific research, and when checked under the microscope, it was found the Goji berry could very well be the most nutritionally dense food on Earth. This Goji berry has been made into a delicious 
natural juice, not pasteurized, and never heated. So give your body a real treat, a real food. Comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. To place an order or request free information, call 877-888-4777. That's 877-888-4777. Also listen to the Inside View on Health every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Grandma used to say, Johnny, eat your greens. She knew something about health that we've mostly forgotten. Most of us get little or no greens daily. Four Spectrum Chlorella gives five times the chlorophyll of any plant on earth for cleansing inside out and 50 times more lutein than spinach for healthy eyes. All eight essential amino acids, over 60% high-grade protein, and numerous vitamins and minerals. The cracked cell wall absorbs toxins, even heavy metals flushes them out of your Four Spectrum Clean Green Superfood is a whole food concentrate with no negative side effects. 100% plant source dehydrated chlorella pressed into tablets using no binders, fillers, excipients, colorings, or other additives. One month supply, $35, two months, only $60 postpaid. Read more at fourspectrum.us. That's number four, spectrum.us. Call 903-714-7767. That's 903-714-7767. Order today. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan, and you're listening right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Okay, let's see. Let us review the last story before we move on, shall we? Rush Limbaugh reports an unreported, obvious, okay, obvious, misreporting by a partisan media by saying that the 911 Commission staff report has a conclusion that says Al-Qaeda's ability to plan and execute major terrorist attacks against the U.S. has been severely disrupted by the Bush administration. They are no longer able to train, strategize, plan, and send their operatives worldwide. Yet Tom Ridge says today that Al-Qaeda plans a large-scale attack on the United States, and he says, quote, We know they have the capability to succeed, and they also hold the mistaken belief that their attacks will have an impact on America's resolve. In other words, we don't care how many Americans they kill, we're going to keep instigating them. (laughs) Okay then, folks. So somebody is obviously lying, huh? I don't know who it is. Is it Rush Limbaugh? Is it the 911 Commission? Is it Newsmax? Or is it Tom Ridge? Hmm, what do you say? Well, 1-800-433-1429, you can say it on the air. My vote? I think Tom Ridge is lying. I think Rush Limbaugh is an idiot. And uh, those are my votes. I guess that's two votes. But anyway, on to our next story. Now, why do I bring you stuff from around the world? Well, I bring you stuff from around the world because, you know what, if it happens somewhere else, it's on the way here because the New World Order is not a joke. They're really doing it, folks. George Bush, number one, he mentioned it, New World Order. Adolf Hitler mentioned it, New World Order. 
I mean, they've been working on this for a long time. It's the New World Order, One World Government. That's the direction it's going. If you've missed it, if you just woke up, hey, this is what's going on. Welcome to the real world. So, I bring you these stories from around the world because this is the direction things are going here. We haven't yet hit the wall this hard, but hey, our neighbors to the north have, and a Swedish court has sentenced, and I don't know how to say this name, A-K-E, what kind of name is that? I guess it's a Swedish name, but A-K-E, uh, A-K-E Green. He's a pastor belonging to the Pentecostal movement. Oh, hey, that sounds familiar, doesn't it, to you Americans out there? Pentecostal movement? Okay. Well, he's been sentenced to a month in prison under a law against incitement after he was found guilty of having offended homosexuals in a sermon according to uh, the Ecumenical News International. Green had described, here's the crime, folks. Here's what gets you a month in prison. Green had described homosexuality as, quote, abnormal, a horrible cancerous tumor in the body of society. He said this in a 2003 sermon. Soren Anderson, the president of the Swedish Federation for Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, and Transgender Rights, said on, on the, in the hearing, Green's jail sentence that religious freedom could never be used as a reason to offend people. Oh my. I'm offended. Uh, folks, you know, religious freedom, freedom of speech, I'll throw it out. You have the right. Where, where is exactly the right not to be offended? You know what, if you're a queer... Nobody's saying, you know, stone him, burn him at the stake, kill them. But what you're doing is an abomination. It's a health hazard, and that comes from the CDC. Oh, they don't come out and say queers are a health hazard. But their statistics do. Talk about an unreported news story. Talk about a bunch of liars from a biased media. All you got to do is go to the CDC and all the state health departments and pull their numbers, pull their statistics. See, you don't need somebody to tell you, oh, look, gee, queers die at 40 years old. Everybody else lives to 70. Hmm, what do you think is going on? And that is not counting the death rate of AIDS victims, folks. You need to pull your head out of your behind. Yeah, but watch out. There may be a queer around to put something else in it. And start looking at this stuff. It's not just a biblical, moral issue. It is a public health issue along with it. Hey, God knew what he was talking about. The Bible's got the truth in it. And the truth is it's an abomination. And it causes death. But hey, if you're in Sweden or Canada... You're going to jail if you preach that from the pulpit. And I guess soon in Pennsylvania, USA also. Where you been, folks? What have you been doing, Christians? Huh? How did it get like this? Where's the outrage? Anyway, we'll be back with some more 
right after our break. So pay attention, listen to the uh, advertisements, and I want you to call in and buy every single thing you hear about. America's CEO, Craig Smith, says there are four major facts pushing gold prices higher. One, the dropping dollar, reducing our standard of living. Two, trillion dollar debt and deficits, living on borrowed time and money. Three, scandalous Wall Street behavior, fueling a confidence crisis. And number four, terrorist attacks adversely impacting economies and oil prices. Now, I'm no economist, but common sense tells me all this adds up to higher gold prices. Get informed and take action. Call my good friends at Swiss America to understand why gold is such a safe haven at 1-800-289-2646. That's 1-800-BUY-COIN. Ask for your free 2004 Gold Rush Kit for $25 value. That's 1-800-289-2646 or 1-800-BUY-COIN. Experience the goodness of goji. Dr. Earl Mindell, the world's leading authority on nutrition, has just introduced a 2,000-year-old Himalayan secret to long life, goji juice. Dr. Mindell says this is the biggest health breakthrough in 40 years, backed by scientific research, and when checked under the microscope, it was found the goji berry could very well be the most nutritionally dense food on earth. This goji berry has been made into a delicious, all-natural juice, not pasteurized and never heated. So give your body a real treat, a real food. Comes with a 90-day money-back guarantee. To place an order or request free information, call 877-888-4777. That's 877-888-4777. Also listen to the Inside View on Health every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified Vitamin E Complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. This is the American Voice Radio Network, broadcasting live on satellite at... Galaxy 7, Trans... Under 12, Audio 8.1. We're on the Internet at AmericanVoiceRadio.com. You can hear American Voice Radio 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 
This is the Frank Report. You're listening on American Voice Radio Network. And um, apparently I uh, I heard yesterday on uh, the Roger Fredenberg show that uh, yesterday was Bring Your Dog to Work Day. And, uh, well, I'm a day late and a dollar short like always, but I'll tell you, my dog is here at work. Uh, <laughs> if you can call all this fun work, uh, here with me today. Uh, she's, uh, gosh, she's almost 15 years old. Uh Anyway, you are listening on American Voice Radio Network. We're heard on the C-band satellite dish. That's uh, Galaxy 11, Transponder 12, Audio 8.10. We're also heard on the Internet, uh, AmericanVoiceRadio.com and AmericanVoiceRadio.net. You can also tune on in to uh, the audio stream at TheAmericanVoice.com. Now, I got an email, somebody criticizing us for... uh, sticking with uh, the uh, or using the Windows Media Player because they say that, uh, you know, well, we should be anti-Bill Gates, anti-Microsoft, and uh, we should do MP3. Well, uh, I tend to agree. You know, I uh, prefer the whole Winamp situation anyway, and I'm really thinking about doing that. But you have to also understand the limitations and the advantages. You know, when somebody's right, you're right. You know, this whole thing with, well, do do this regardless of what. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Well, the thing is, you know, these are the same people that they'll listen to somebody and say, well, you're a Republican, or you're a Democrat, or you're a Libertarian, or you're not one of them, or you're not one of me, or you're one of them. And uh, so whatever you say, I'm not listening. I'm not listening. Blah, 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 blah. I'm not listening because you couldn't possibly have anything of value to say because you're one of them. Uh, you see, you got to take what's good and you got to take what works. And you got to do that wherever you can find it. This whole party mentality is ridiculous. And one of the problems is bandwidth. Now, if you want an MP3 stream so darn bad, and, fine, you want to have a 16, but get that kind of, go, like, that, you think it will be, like, how'd you like a whole, oh, I don't know, 24 hours of that, huh? Would that be fun? You see, because there are bandwidth limitations, and I'll tell you what, if you haven't heard a Winamp 8-bit stream, it sounds like... The Windows Media 8-bit stream sounds just about as good as a 16-bit Winamp stream. But it's half the bandwidth. So you see, that's the theory behind that. Now, if we can change things around here, let me tell you. If I can manage it, myself, I would prefer to do an MP3 stream. And not because, you know, oh, Bill Gates is the, uh, the uh, you know, demon of software or whatever. But because... I prefer it. It is wider spread. I don't want to alienate Linux. As a matter of fact, we're hopefully going to be going in that direction ourselves here as soon as I can learn something. But anyway, I get these kind of emails here. Lots of criticisms. No solutions. Just, you should do this. You should do that. You should do it this way. You're doing it wrong there. This is no good. You should do that. Well, you know what? Maybe you're right. Pony up some solutions, folks. 
I'm not a complete idiot. I can look around and see, gee, I'd rather do this. Gee, I'd rather do that. Gee, this isn't perfect. Now, don't you think I'd be doing it if I could figure out how to manage it? Hey, how about some help out there, huh? Anyway, constructive criticism comes with a possible solution. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? Robert Reich. Remember him, the former U.S. Secretary Midget under Bill Clinton? Guy's about four foot tall. And yeah, I am. I'm making fun of midgets. Ah, not midgets in whole. Just this particular midget. Okay? Now, why? Why am I being so mean to that little man? Isn't that cruel? Yes, it is. Why? Because he's Antichrist. That's why. Oh, isn't that a bit strong? Yes, it is. Robert Reich believes people who follow God pose a more significant threat to the modern world than terrorists do. Now remember, this is the same guy in the same administration with Janet Burnham at the Cross, Reno. Okay? He says, the great conflict of the 21st century will not be between the West and terrorism. Terrorism is a tactic, not a belief. That's true. Terrorism is a tactic, not a belief. The true battle will be between modern civilization and anti-modernists. Between those who believe in the primacy of the individual and those who believe that human beings owe their allegiance and identity to a higher authority. Between those who give priority to life in this world and those who believe that human life is mere preparation for an existence beyond life. Between those who believe in science, reason, and logic, and those who believe the truth is revealed through scripture and religious dogma. Well, well, well. Those who believe in science, reason, and logic. Gee, reason and logic. Hmm, doesn't the Bible say something about let us reason together? Well, I guess when you're short, you just don't get to some parts of the books. You don't bother to read the whole thing, huh? Well, you know what? Why I'm so cruel to this little man is because he's a little man in so many ways. Now, this was a guy who was labor secretary. I don't know, but I believe they put up their right hand and they take an oath to support the Constitution of the United States. Do they not? Folks, this is something I want to point out to you. This is something I want you to think about, and I want you to act on it, okay? And I'm not telling you how to act, but I want you to do something. Make a call, write a letter, send an email, do something, but think about this. When you get these elected officials, they hold up their hand and they take an oath to the Constitution. They say they're going to support and defend it, all right? That means they're going to be bound to what it says. The supreme law of the land. I don't think anybody out there can disagree with that. Because if they're not going to promise to do that, then what are you doing there? What are you going to be doing? I don't think you're, you're, hey, you're fired. The thing is, what's that got to do with this? Well, here's what it's got to do with this. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That all men are created equal and that they are endowed by the Creator 
with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions and for the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. Now those are all quotes out of the Declaration of Independence, the document that, you know, founded this nation. Well, okay, you say, yeah, but they take an oath to support the Constitution, not the Declaration of Independence. Well, that is the founding document. That's what the basis of this nation is. But that's true. They didn't take an oath to uphold the Declaration of Independence. They did to support the United States Constitution and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Now, that is out of the United States Constitution. Now, secure the blessings. Why don't we just do a little reasoning? And why don't we find out what, what does that mean, blessing? Well, blessing, and this is a definition that you can go look up in your own dictionary. I've done it for you, but don't take my word for it. Pick up a book. Read it for yourself. Look up blessing. It is a favor or gift bestowed by God. It is also the invoking of God's favor. To bless is to consecrate by a religious rite. To request of God the bestowal of divine favor. To extol as holy. Hmm. That's in the Constitution, folks. And you know what? They say that, hey, you know, you can't have any religious qualifications for being an elected official. That's in the Constitution, too. That's fine. But the fact is, if you are put in a position where you have to take an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States, if you are not a Christian, if you do not believe in God, then keep your opinions out of your job. Oh yeah, that is constitutional. Now, I don't have them here in front of me, but I'm aware that the Supreme Court has ruled no less than three times that this is in fact a Christian nation. Now, divine, supreme judge, providence, you know, all these things here. Divine is of or pertaining to God, addressed or appropriated to God, the supreme being. Providence is the foreseeing care and guardianship of God over his creatures, a manifestation of divine care or direction. So, folks, you know what? These people that take their oath and get in there and start working against Christianity, who start going against God's law, promoting things that are forbidden in the Bible, are not upholding their oath. Okay? They are not upholding the Constitution of the United States. Okay? You, you understand where I'm coming from on this? Because, uh, how do you secure the blessings? 
Okay, how do you secure the blessings when blessings are a favor or gift bestowed by God, the invoking of God's favor? How do you secure the blessings? By doing exactly what the Bible says not to do. Okay, you are not securing the blessings. You can believe what you want and be elected to office. But your actions are bound by your oath and the law of the land. So keep that in mind, folks. Let's start holding these people accountable. It ain't going to change nothing, but I'll tell you what. Somebody needs to start doing something. Now, let's see here. Oh, by the way, I... uh, Again, I just read this. I didn't have time to print it out because I read it right before I came up here. Apparently, the Archdiocese in uh, Portland, Oregon, has gone bankrupt. They've gone bankrupt because they were molesting little boys. They made a settlement with somebody uh, for too much money than they had. Okay? So they went bankrupt. Hey, that's a pretty slimy move, isn't it? Oh, okay, yeah, you caught us. That's it. We've been molesting little boys. So I'll tell you what, we'll, yeah, we'll pay you a million bucks. With the knowledge, you have absolutely no ability to pay that agreement. So you make the agreement, the deal is signed, and you go bankrupt. Oh, sorry, you don't get anything. Uh, we're bankrupt. Well, that's interesting, and that's scummy to begin with. But now, hey, there's another interesting point there, isn't there? Those of you out there, you legal eagles, you know what happens in bankruptcy, don't you? Don't you? Ha, 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 ha. What happens? You go bankrupt. And then, what do you have? A receiver? Who decides who the receiver is? Huh? Okay, I'll give you three guesses. Time's up. It's the court. The court is a part of the United States government. Is it not? Yes, it is. So the court decides who the receiver is. What kind of power does the receiver have over a bankrupt entity? Well... I think the receiver can pretty much do what he wants. He can sell anything. He can sell the statutes. He can sell the building. He can turn it into a little shopping mall if he wants. He can do whatever he needs to do to satisfy the debtors. So now we have an opportunity here where a church, oh, albeit an apostate church, is being run by a representative of the government. Does anybody see anything wrong with that? Isn't there some sort of prohibition against the, you know, the government making any laws that affect a religious thing? Oh, yeah. Hey, that wouldn't be bankruptcy, would it? You see, this is one of those examples where what they're doing really isn't a violation of what the uh you know, what the uh, Constitution says, because the Constitution simply says that Congress shall make no law prohibiting or or, or basically uh, endorsing any religion. And the bankruptcy laws aren't. But under the definition of the Supreme Court, the separation of church and state, where you can't say a prayer, you can't do this, you can't, you can't wear a cross anymore on, uh, on uh, uh, you know, public... Public land. Oh, separation of church and state. Now, 
Okay, but under that definition, how does the government get to assign a representative to basically run a church? Huh? You see, they back themselves into a corner, but nobody, you know, you can't get an honest lawyer to do anything anymore because there aren't any honest lawyers. That's right, there aren't any honest lawyers. And the ones, the few, that want to be lawyers, you know, they want to be a bar attorney, they can't. Because the bar won't have them because they're too honest. They don't have the character of a liar and a thief. And that's right, folks. If you're a bar attorney, you're a liar and a thief. And you're an officer of the court. The court is part of the government. Folks, they don't work for you. Anyway, we will be back in a few. You stay tuned. We'll be back with more fun and joy. Four-spectrum natural vitamin E is the highest potency full-spectrum vitamin E complex. Not the DL synthetic chemical form and not a sterified. Four-spectrum vitamin E contains high alpha, preventing platelet aggregation and dissolving internal blood clots, and high gamma, neutralizing smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals inside your body. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35, two bottles for only $60 post-pay. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us. That's number 4spectrum.us. Call 1-800-581-8906. That's 1-800-581-8906. Order yours today. Swiss America's CEO, Craig Smith, says there are four major facts pushing gold prices higher. One, the dropping dollar, reducing our standard of living. Two, trillion-dollar debt and deficits, living on borrowed time and money. Three, scandalous Wall Street behavior, fueling a confidence crisis. And number four, terrorist attacks adversely impacting economies and oil prices. Now, I'm no economist, but common sense tells me all this adds up to higher gold prices. Get informed and take action. Call my good friends at Swiss America to understand why gold is such a safe haven at 1-800-289-2646. That's 1-800-BUY-COIN. Ask for your free 2004 Gold Rush Kit $25 value. That's 1-800-289-2646 or 1-800-BUY-COIN. This is the Frank Report. This is the American Voice Radio Network you're listening on. Now, I want to point something out here for you folks out here. I rail a lot about, hey, the Republicans and the Democrats, if you vote for either one, you're throwing your vote away. Well, that's a fact, folks. And if you need some proof, here's some proof. Okay? It goes on and on, but we've only got an hour every day. And there are other things actually going on in the world. So we've got to make this quick. 
Okay. June 30th, John Kerry went to Phoenix and spoke before the National Conference of the Race Identity Group, La Raza. By now, most Americans know that La Raza is Spanish for the race. And also that the media accept that groups such as La Raza are conspic conspicuously race-conscious while being intolerant of others for being so. Okay? This is the same group that, you know, wants to take over uh, California, New Mexico, Arizona, and Texas for their own because, you know, it wasn't fair. It wasn't fair the United States bought and, and beat the Spanish and took that land. This may be why Kerry, a presidential candidate of a mainstream political party, didn't see much of a downside in speaking before such an organization. In Kerry's appearance, Americans can see just how far behind its politicians have left the truth. Yes, this is about bad, bad John Kerry. But now, listen up. They can also see that most candidates for federal office will propose almost anything if votes are in the offering. Yes, but they won't deliver most of the time. Kerry said to his audience, now listen up, quote, it is time to fulfill the promise of America so that those who work hard and take responsibility and build a better life for them and their families and live by the rules and pay their taxes and raise their families have a right to share in America and its citizenship to the fullest. Oh, get me a tissue. I'm about to cry. Kerry told, when, then went on to promise that the 8 million to 12 million illegal aliens in the U.S. would be given a path to citizenship in his first 100 days in office. Well, you Republicans out there going, see, see, he's no good, he'll be the damnation of all of us, he'll be the destruction of America as we know it. Well, yeah, okay. On the other side of the same coin, the massive new immigration initiative unveiled by the White House has... Uh, has wondering whether George W. Bush and the Republican Party has sold them out. This is conservatives. Hey, the answer is yes. The initiative, which draws heavily on legislation already introduced in Congress by three Arizona Republicans. Folks, this is already going through. John McCain, Jeff Flake, good name, and Jim Colby has two central components. It would provide a mechanism by which some U.S. businesses would be able to import an unlimited number of low-wage foreign workers, and it would allow most of the roughly 10 million illegal aliens already in the United States by means by which they and their extended families would be able to retain, remain legally and permanently in the United States. It remains to be seen whether Americans will swallow the administration's claims that the new earned regular, regularization program isn't really another amnesty proposal. Well, gee, folks, you get in the picture here. Carrie Bush, Carrie Bush, Bush Carrie. It doesn't make any difference. You, regardless of which one of those you vote for, you're going to get about 14 million illegal aliens that are no longer illegal. Oh, it's all forgiven. You're allowed in. Hey, why don't we just do that with the two? Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we deport 14 million Mexicans out of this country and release the 2 million American citizens in prison? Huh? Why don't we give that a try? Why don't we give them amnesty? 
Because you know what? These illegal aliens, that's why they're called illegal, because they're criminals. Illegal equals criminal. If you do something illegal, you're a criminal. Get it? Illegal, criminal, criminal, illegal, okay? Jeez! Why is it we get the Patriot Act and we get all these other things to screw Americans over? Meanwhile, hey, all you wetbacks, you're allowed to stay. Oh, yeah, because it's good for business, because you'll work for pennies. Ha! You know, for those of you who think all the Arabs are completely crazy, well, here. I wasn't, I wasn't sad the day Israel destroyed the Iraqi Tammuz reactor 20 years ago, writes columnist Abdul Rahman al Shada this past week, and I will be a lot happier if the remaining reactors in Iran and Israel are also destroyed. How can a region full of idiots and ripe with disagreements keep such destructive weapons safe? Well, I don't know, but it's not looking too good, huh? Anyway, folks, I hope you enjoyed the show, and stay tuned for Bogrites right next with Freedom Call. Dr. Earl Mindell, the world's leading authority on nutrition, has just introduced a 2,000-year-old Himalayan secret to long life, goji juice. Dr. Mindell says this is the biggest health breakthrough in 40 years, backed by scientific research, and when checked under the microscope, it was found the goji berry could very well be the most nutritionally dense food on earth. This goji berry has been made into a delicious all-natural juice, not pasteurized and never heated. So give your body a real treat, a real food. Comes with a 90-day money-pack guarantee. To place an order or request free information, call 877-888-4777. That's 877-888-4777. Also listen to the Inside View on Health every Thursday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the American Voice Radio Network. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, and Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188 That's 800-375-4188 Protect yourself and your family.
Well, I'm not. I'm are, are not. We, what? I don't know. This is like I can't remember the dance programs they had back when I was a kid on TV, but it looks like for a minute like we were going into one of them. Um, Dave Clark. Dave Clark. Band span. Band yes, span. Right. Band span. <laughs> See, you get us off to a good start, and you're bound to hear anything. Anyway, in case you didn't hear. Today is Friday, November 20th, 2015, and uh, we were just checking to see that uh, you were all there, and I hope you enjoyed the music, and uh, good afternoon, Al. Hello, Melody. We're here today. We do have a guest today, Rob West. He'll be joining us after the uh, first break of the day uh, for the two segments. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about bonds. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, IMF and and placing uh, uh, China into the um, SDRs. The SDRs. Uh, Christine Lagarde at one point said, oh, maybe we should wait until next year. And now all of a sudden she's anxious and she is supporting uh, that they be included sooner than later. So with that, let's get to the prices for gold and silver today. We have gold today a little bit of pressure after the nice run up yesterday at down 490 and 1077.90 silver's down 13 14.26 platinum is down 2 at 857 palladium was up big almost 4% today up 20 at $565 the USDX today was stronger 0.61 at 99.60 crude oil let me get an update on that. I'm not sure. I'm looking at a, uh, I don't know if I'm looking at a close on oil. The price is 39.39.15 to the downside. And we'll be also be talking a little bit about that with Rob West. I think he has a report on the amount of oil that is just, you know, just being held in cargo ships. Um, Off Galveston. Yeah. They could sink them all and just let it flood the uh, Gulf of Mexico like they did with the when they uh, they had the blowout on the well. Mm-hmm. Because the Gulf and the and live the animals there they're used to no. the extra oil and they could uh, well they get that nice bath afterwards. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, so. We'll be talking about that later on in the program. Let's uh, go to the markets and, hey, it doesn't really matter what goes on and around the world. You know, it's, yes, all, it's all about the stock markets. Uh, the Dow is off uh, its highs of the day, but it was up 91 points today at 17,823. The NASDAQ up 31 at 5,104. The S&P up 7 at 2,089. Ten-year yield still holding 2.26. Pressure on the euro, as we would see, with the dollar down 7.9106. And I did have uh, something. We were going to talk about parity on the uh, on the euro and the U.S. dollar. Uh, we'll, maybe we'll hold that uh, uh, for Monday's program. But uh, I do believe we it's a very good possibility we will see that parity. And it will be interesting to see what does it uh, – You know, what unfolds, what happens when the euro and the dollar uh, meets parity? Is this a way, are they doing this intentionally? Is it a way that, uh, you know, perhaps um, 
you know, maybe to offset adding the, uh, I, uh, China's currency into the IMF. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on, and, and we'll talk about that uh, later. But the euro pressure down 7.9 at 106. We have uh, Europe, uh, Germany was up just fractionally. London, basically no change. The big the big move was Hong Kong, and that was only a little over 1%. Uh, you know, it used to be a, a, move, a move of 1% was a fairly nice move. <laughs> you know, it was it was a big deal. And uh, but now with the numbers and the um, you know what they see in the markets today, uh, it's just a fractional move anymore, one percent. So um, let's see, anything else, Sal? Let's see. Well, one of the things that interests me is gold is down below forty bucks a, a barrel, and I'm looking at that at the same time that the U.S. dollar index is almost up to one hundred. Almost up to the, and neither the numbers don't actually mean anything remarkable. We we can does if if the U.S. dollar index goes up to 100 and exceeds it, is it a psychologically significant point, or is it just another number on the scale? I, it's probably just another number on the scale, but still, you look at it and you say, hmm, dollars maybe going up over 100, not today, but maybe next week sometime. Crude oil. How far does crude oil have to go down before the dollar goes to 100? I'm curious. Do we need uh, $38 per barrel crude oil? Is there any correlation between the crude oil and the U.S. dollar index? I know there's some vague cor correlation. I won't argue that there's a significant, but just crossed my mind. Mm -hmm. It's like reading tea leaves. Look in the cup, and I see all the tea leaves packed up over on one side of the cup, and I wonder if that means something or if somebody's just been shaking the cup. Well, certainly. I mean, if you're looking at the petrodollar, it would, would definitely have an impact on our currency and so forth. But, uh, you know, it has a lot of... Uh, you know, multinational corporations, they don't want a stronger dollar. It hurts their bottom line. American corporations don't want it. That's right. true. The American multinational corporations, yeah. they don't like a stronger dollar. It also hurts our exports. Uh, however, it makes products coming into this country cheaper. And yep. where does the U.S. get most of its products that people out there buy? And, you know from outside of the country. So, you know, people get to look at this and see... Um, um, you know, prices uh, that, that are lower. Uh, is it an indication of deflation? No, it's, it's a matter of the markets being rigged. And uh, so it was a matter of us exporting our inflation. So, um, but everything will be, be, you know, I believe everything will come back to um, haunt all these, you know, with all these manipulations. Uh, Day of reckoning is coming, and uh, we will see prices and everything else adjust. Uh, reality is reality. Uh, we know what happens when markets are rigged. We know what happens when you look at how upside down the world is, um, the, the violence in this world anymore. The, I mean, it, 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 it surprises me that gold is having as difficult time as it is. Now, I'm not suggesting that it should be 8000 today. However, it does surprise me that uh, they have been able to suppress these prices to the level that they have. But it also means one day you're going to wake up and you're going to see gold skyrocketing. You won't have a chance. Product will disappear so quickly it'll make your head swim. And I'm just not saying that to, in order to create some sales. That is what's going to happen. 
And for those of you who wait, when you're ready to buy it, right now you think your funds are, you know, bringing in your dividends uh, with the stock market. And, uh, you know, you've seen things reverse itself. You've seen the stock market go to 6000 to 8000 You see it pull back 2000 and we're back up, you know, close to 18000 again. And I get it. You know, there aren't, you know, you can't put your money in the banks anymore. Who would with the way the system is handled? Uh, there's no interest that's being paid, and soon you'll be paying the banks to hold your money. So what do you do with it? So are you taking advantage of the paper investments at this point? But that's going to change. That And it will all change so very quickly. You won't have time to sell your paper. You won't have time to liquidate, and you won't have time to buy gold because things will happen that quick. We do have time for Rob West, however, who is Senior Financial Strategist for RME Advisors. Um, Financial Preservation Network. Uh, and Rob will give us some more contact information in a couple of minutes. Hello, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Al. Hello, Melody. Hi, Rob. We weren't supposed to bring you on until the uh, second break, but I'm glad to have you here. So I'm, I hope you were ready. <laughs> well, I'll just be standing by, and uh, I got some supporting uh, information. Uh, I think you're right, Melody, about the sudden surgence of uh, gold and silver prices, and we all know what the physical supply is. So, um, you know, it's just a good idea to have any portfolio at least hedged with uh, a decent amount of gold and silver. But things can and will ra- uh, change so rapidly. I think I was mentioning to you earlier um, for 25 years as a stockbroker and going through the crash of 87 and all that things change just so quickly and um, this this could be one of them it was a very quick uh, change and not only the price of gold and silver but I think the last time we really had a situation like this so many of the dealers see the supply and demand and you'll pay a gouging price for it that that particular week or that particular day, won't you, Melody? Absolutely. And, and I mean and they don't wait around. Number one, you see wholesalers, uh the suppliers, you know, they increase their premiums because they know how quick it disappears. And then you also have like my competitors who will also then increase their premiums and we we, we always try to keep our markups as close to what we've always charged, you know, um, you know, but uh, we we can see that happen because when it comes down to it, uh, I, I can't even imagine what some of these premiums will do. You know, the, just to we're about oh, we still have another five minutes. Mint State sixty five twenty dollar liberties in eighty seven and eighty nine. I mean, they're you know they selling at three four five thousand dollars in eighty seven to eighty nine. They were fifteen thousand dollar coins. And that happens. That's it's huge gains. And eighty-seven, eighty-nine. It's nothing compared to what we'll see today. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know, you only have so much inventory, and then you have to rely on uh, a large wholesaler. And uh, so the markups you have to pay to get the product is not a markup of yours to keep. Right. And it's not a markup that Melody will be able to control. She's going to have to take whatever markup is there from wholesalers, and they're going to, you can, they're not, I'll be surprised if we see many wholesalers who are determined to keep their markups the same as they've been in the past. 
This thing is, you know, the, when this thing catches fire, you're going to find prices are going to go up and people will be trying to make as much profit as possible. It's human nature. It's the way the world is, right or wrong. Uh, and the point is, that won't be a good time to be trying to buy. It'll be, exactly. it'll certainly, it'll get you talking to yourself. It might be a great time just because the price is going to go so high that you're going to have to get in, but you, uh, you're going to watch, you're going to be wondering, is this time to buy? Should I wait a little bit until it cools off a little? Uh, and I'm speaking in terms of when things break and price of gold begins to rise. It's going to be difficult, challenging to buy. You'll be able to do it. Prices will go up dramatically, and even if it's difficult to buy at that time, it may still be sensible and rational and important to do that, but it would be easier to do it now when prices are low. You know, it's something you talk about from time to time. It's Everybody gets it. The way you make money in the market is you buy low and you sell high. The problem is that when you buy really low, everybody is trying to get rid of something. And you have to go against the herd mentality. Herd says, that's worthless. Don't buy that. That's the time to buy. When it goes up to the other end uh, and everyone is saying, yes, yes, I want to buy more. I want to buy more. That's the time to sell. And it's, we are all subject to that. What's, what's the neighbor doing? What's everybody else doing? And we want to, we want to, we want to do what everyone else is doing. We want to behave, you know, a member of the herd, a certain amount of herd phenomena there. And it's completely contrary to making a profit. You have to be, you have, really have to be a contrarian in order to make a significant profit. Or that's the way it appears to me. After 25 years or whatever it was working in the stock market, what do you think about contrarians, Rob? <clears throat> well... Maybe after the break, we'll have a little time to discuss just the markets in general, the difference between the stock market, the bond market, the commodities market, the gold and silver market, and how they operate. Because sometimes just having that knowledge uh, is, uh, no pun intended, but worth its weight in gold mm -hmm. because of the current conditions and knowing how the pricing goes in and out of the marketplace, I think is really important. And, uh, but, you know, I've seen total 44 years in the financial marketplace, and um, I've just seen an awful lot of things uh, go across my desk. And uh, what we're looking at now, I think, is so unusual that most people alive have not seen what I expect uh, to be coming down uh, the, the pipeline here very shortly. And um, it could be a few weeks, it could be a few months. Two or three things that could be a catalyst for having some major change occur. And uh, but I think maybe you'll have a little discussion that people have more knowledge and information. And I encourage them, yeah, if they don't know a lot about the markets for gold and silver, just to chat with Melody about them in general. And then if they're already owners of gold and silver, um, review the portfolio with Melody and um, see if you're in the right place with what you really would like it to do given a certain event because there's been a number of folks I've counseled to in the state planning they've inherited nice positions of metals and uh, um, you know it does a great job but it's going to do specifically what they may want it to do uh, 
because they're not their grandfather, you know, they just have a different set of circumstances. So, and they haven't lived through a depression yet and then, and perhaps watched their understanding increase uh, significantly. They're still working in a, uh, in an environment where they may hope certain things that are maybe not reasonable, maybe not reasonable expectations. But we'll talk more about the difference between the markets when we return on financial survival in just a moment. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom, and our guest is Rob West, she, uh, uh, Senior Financial Strategist for RME Advisors. Please, please stay tuned. We'll be right back. provided strength. Indeed, the chemical compounds of thyme contain antioxidants, an effective germicide that kills whooping cough bacteria and makes breathing easier. Just imagine what you can do with thyme herb when it comes to respiratory ailments like croup, pneumonia, asthma, and sinusitis. The extra benefit of thyme herb is that it soothes the nerves and stops spasmodic coughing, so you can get some rest. Who says you don't have time to take care of yourself? Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free for time, tincture, and tea to soothe your cough and get some rest. 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International 704-875-8010. Or online at thepowerherbs.com. Since the beginning of the United States... Kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Folks, 
Sports. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. Our guest is Rob West, Senior Financial Strategist for RME Advisors. And Rob, when we broke, just before we broke for the commercials, you said that you were going to give us some insight into the difference between the various markets. Um, a lot of people, including myself, would suppose that we're just dealing with supply and demand, and those forces should fundamentally be the same in each market. And what you're telling us is the markets move in mysterious ways, or at least you're implying that. They each have characteristics that aren't that simple and uh, more complex. The, the market comparisons are more complex than we might suppose. Is that true? Yeah, one of the important things, Al and Melody, is that the voices in the financial sales marketplace will always promote positives because that's just the nature of the business. So, you know, unhappy and cautious investors will clam up and they're just uncomfortable to take the risk. So, most of the news and information you hear, it's interesting to see why you hear it. Now, about our company, I encourage you to check, <laughs> listen to what I'm going to say carefully here because I'm not any longer in financial sales. I don't sell commodities. Um, we promote financial education and that's because I'm at a point in, uh, in my career path uh, that I can afford to do it. And I'm working on a book which is I think will be a money maker, but what I'm going to tell you is the some composite of 44 years of things that I've learned over the markets or over over the, over the long stretch of the marketplace. The stock market on the Nasdaq or the New York Stock Exchange or the American it operates as an auction, and there's an instant market because the market makers are there to make a make a market, which means they're either going to buy or they're going to sell. And it's pretty much instantaneous. And over the last few years, a lot of it's become a lot more electronic, but still that, that market maker has to be present. Like during the crash of 87, a lot of stocks completely closed up. The market did for a period of time totally because the market maker has a personal risk to buy or sell and when you get so many sellers and no buyers, he doesn't have a market and he has the right to close it because he has his personal money at stake. So the stocks are unlike the bond market and particularly in municipal bonds, there has to be a buyer before a transaction will occur because there's no market maker standing in between as a rule. So if I have a load of municipals or corporate bonds that I want to sell, I'll go through a transaction coordinator, but they need to find a buyer on the other end before. And sometimes it could be weeks before somebody wants to buy your bond. Well, the problem can set in is particularly in the corporate marketplace, um, most of the bonds owned are owned by mutual funds. And the rules there the mutual fund, if I redeem my shares, the fund manager has seven days that he needs to make good my money. So he doesn't have two weeks, three weeks, four weeks to find a buyer at a good price. He needs to sell now. So a run on the market, a market crash in the bond market, 
<clears throat> can occur um, a little more dramatically because if the mutual funds are selling, they have to sell those bonds. But if you're a real sharp investor and you look at the individual issues, you can make significant money by a bond that should be selling at 80, which means 80% of its face value. If it gets pushed way down and starts selling at 30, but it's really worth 70 or so because the company issuing the bond is a good company, well, if you pick it up at 30 and can wait out six months or a year or so, the bondholders have super rights against the assets of the company, unlike stockholders. So you have a lot more um, protection for your investment as a bondholder. But if you're able to pick it up super cheap at 30, and then in six months or a year, turn around and sell it at 70 or 80, you make a capital gain on that, just like you would with a stock. And during the holding period, you earn the interest that the bond holder has to pay. So the difference between the markets of stocks and bonds are very significant. And particularly now, I was telling Melody earlier today, um, emerging market corporate bond debt, there's potentially 18 trillion uh, in bad bonds there. There's over 2 trillion in US corporate junk bonds. There's over 1 trillion in student loans and Melody had a good observation about the student loans going into default. And auto loans, there's a lot of subprime auto loans. I was telling Melody, I just saw a commercial here in Denver for, I, I think it was a, a Dodge vehicle, up to 84 months financing at no interest. Well, 84 months. Yeah. And then I also read up to that period of time, some of the vehicles are up to 10 years old. Now, you just can't run an economy knowing these numbers and what they really mean. So to give you an idea, there's only like $1 trillion in debt in 2008. Now we're over 20. And yeah. so, you know, I'm not trying to pay Seven the... years. Seven years, we've increased the debt, what, 20 times? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. just knowing these things about the markets, and historically, when the bond market tips, because it's 100% larger than the stock market capitalization, Always what's happened in the past, when the bond market starts to hit the tank, very soon afterwards, the NASDAQ market does the same. And that begins the fear, the selling, and all the things we've seen, you know, in, in prior uh, crash periods. So, and, and during the initial phases of that, I wouldn't be surprised if we wouldn't see the soaring of the stock, uh, the uh, gold and silver markets, because people will look at that as a safe haven and yep. but the supply there is pretty small and that's what we were just talking about earlier with melodies and information knowledge contacts with dealers um, everything will just get marked up big time and the point because the market is relatively small we're going to see significant changes in prices if the market were larger, the price change wouldn't be 
wouldn't be as great. There's more momentum in the market, essentially, and would prevent it. But with a relatively small market, we're going to see things jump, take off like skyrockets and so on, or at least we can we can suppose that's going to happen. Is that true? I, I wouldn't be surprised. And, um, you know, I no longer give professional advice as an investment advisor or a CFP, but um, my portfolio, I would suggest, is significantly different than most of the listeners right now. And I, I can't detail it or anything, but, you know. Are you telling that. us that you are, that you have an unusual percentage of your portfolio is in, in precious metals? Relative to most people's thinking, that would be true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for Eric Sprott or somebody like that. <laughs> hey, Rob, I want to ask you in this bond market, like the $2 trillion in corporate junk, I mean, how, how many more trillions can these markets hold? I mean, yeah. how big can this grow? I mean, I mean, they've been predicting a, the, the bubble breaking in the bond market. I mean, you had the, the two guys... Uh, Oh, I can't recall their names that were that had the biggest uh, um, bond bill. I know you know who I mean. But he's been predicting the bond market would be crashing forty-five years ago, and yet look oh, at these yeah. numbers. Yeah, you're talking about the manager of Pimco who resigned. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. What gross? Logical guys. Yeah. Ow, your memory. Mm-hmm. There it goes, yeah. Most people with a significant period of time of 20 years or more in the marketplace know that these, uh, you just can't keep passing these bubbles around for a long period of time. And no one expected this really to pull out of 2008. And that was only because of quantitative easing and where so much money was created and that went into the banking system to buy bad bad debt, bad bonds. Um, it's just been a surprise for a handful of uh, real old salts in the business to see why we're still up. And everybody's been saying it's going to go wrong. It never has. And pretty soon what will happen is, well, wolf, wolf, wolf. Everybody's crying wolf. No, there's no wolf. Oh, yeah, there's a whole pack of them out there. <laughs> and when they come in, you know, of the... trillion in corporate uh, junk, Uh, 500 billion or more of it has been loaned out to fracking companies. And so you've seen the price of oil and gasoline, right? Yeah. Yeah. And these fracking guys need what, 40 to $60 a barrel to be reasonable in business. And these prices right now are not going to, it's not friendly to them at all. So you, you start. Laying and off. When you say when you say numbers. these prices we have right now, the problem isn't simply whether or not they can make a a profit off pumping oil at forty bucks a barrel. The problem yeah. is not just about the production costs. The problem is about how much money has been borrowed, and what do they owe on the right. debt? And the debt was based on price of crude. In many instances, on a price of crude oil, it was in excess of a hundred dollars a barrel. Um, that's right. From my perspective, that's the big danger. Yeah, they can still pump crude oil, but they can't pay the debt. There's the problem. And exactly. that means there's yeah. going to be bonds are going to be vaporized. 
people who think they've got money because they hold they're holding a piece of paper are going to find out they have nothing. Um, the consequences. It's one of those. It's one of those events that could go viral. It could have, you know, like a chain reaction from nuclear chain reaction where we could see some very serious consequences flow out of this. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. What are the probabilities that the, the, the low prices in the oil business are going to have such a dramatic effect on the oil companies that are involved in fracking that will, they will adversely affect the entire American economy? There's going to be an adverse effect, but will it be confined to the fracking companies, oil companies? They're the ones that are going to have the problem, and it'll be con- and the contagion will stop there, or will this bleed over into the bigger economy and the other markets? We need a really big Band-Aid for this one, because uh, just with the fracking companies and their huge amounts of borrowing, like you say, to pay their debt service is not even a... a, a I don't think that's even going to be a possibility. That'll yeah. lead to shut up, you know, shutdown of operations, loss of jobs. <clears throat> but it's a ripple effect as well. Um, I have a very good connection here in uh, up in the Rockies. There's a very large mine that uh, mines melithium, and uh, Molly is what they call it. Mm-hmm. And they were running seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And the price of Molly now has dropped. It's used in so many things, including light bulbs and things you wouldn't even think of. Well, the demand's drying up, and I think it's around 5 to $7 a ton right now. And they can't operate, and they're talking about closing the mine in the, in the January. Now, that's something you don't read in the news. Well, I know how many people work there. And I know the mortgage payments that they have. And so this the whole thing, when you have this economic slowdown, um, if you can weave through the different industries that can have the effects on, well, the subprime car loans, because I'll tell you, all those guys out here, they love to drive the big trucks, you know, that are all jacked up and everything. Well, if they're giving them away for no interest in up to 84 months, uh, to pay it, then they're living large. But when they don't have a job, well, wait till they find out that their pension funds have already invested in some of these things, and they may mm-hmm. not have that either. Yeah. So it's just uh, it's a uh, uh, it's a complicated well, it's just, picture. Yeah, and and that's just complex, but very vulnerable. Complex to the point of fragile. And, you know, House of Cards are a bunch of analogies you can use, but they all point to better, better be very careful. This is like one of those cartoons with Bugs Bunny and Yosemite Sam where they Yosemite Sam strikes a match and he's in a, in a darkened room full of gunpowder. And uh, all of a sudden you better tiptoe because this thing just might go kaboom if you're not careful, and that's where we are right now. We're in a situation analogous to Yosemite Sam, and it isn't really funny. Yosemite Sam and Bugs Bunny, funny. Uh, what's going on right now, dangerous. Let's take a break for our next set of commercials, and Melody and I will be back on Financial Survival with our guest, Rob West. Please stay tuned. 
or relationship problems have you feeling stressed out? When life is too much to handle, use Apothecary Herbs Emotional Stress Formula. Feel calm and more in control with herbs especially combined to provide the organic nutrition your system needs to help you cope. Complete instructions for maximum benefit and a money-back guarantee. You've waited long enough. Call Apothecary Herbs now. Toll free, 866-229-3663. That's 866-229-3663. International callers dial 704-875-8010 or order online at the 3w's.thepowerherbs.com. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Hi, folks. I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on financial survival with our guest, Rob West, Senior Financial Strategist for RME Advisors. Uh, Melody, you had a question you wanted to ask. Is that right? Yes, Rob. We know that these corporations borrow money because of low rates. They repurchase back their shares uh, to keep their prices from falling. Do we see the same thing in the bond market? Um, typically, no, but I understand um, when see, uh, a bond is a contract for a duration of price mm-hmm. for a given amount of interest, and sometimes they're convertible bonds into the you know, to be converted into the stock of the company. So there's a little bit different animal uh, than buying back your common stock that I think has been falsely keeping the market up over seventeen thousand with with that type of borrow money for nothing and, and going back in and buying your own stock. <clears throat> so, um, but at the end of the day, um, by and large, if if you have a company or a municipality with a large bond uh, portfolio, when possible, uh, some of the bonds have what they call call provisions. So, they might guarantee you've got to have a, you know, a 20-year bond with a five-year call provision. So if you buy it as a new option, within the first five years, they have to stick to letting you have the bond at that interest rate. But when the call option period comes up, 
they could refi at a lower rate and pay you off, and therefore there's less interest expense to the company. So I think there could be, it's a good question, uh, and there, there could be combinations of uh, multiple call options. And if the companies are in decent shape, because like you mentioned, they they look like they're in great shape because their stock is up, and you know it's been because they've also been borrowing money to buy their own stock back. They may get uh, some bond uh, money in at a lower rate to pay off some higher interest cost bonds. Um, but sometimes it's like the tail wagging the dog here because uh, uh, if if I would exercise a five-year call option on my company and refi, well, I don't remember how what you were talking about. How I think between 2012 and 2014, the amount of borrowing that went on was just out of this world. And uh, so in the long run, is it really smart to continue to increase debt for a short-term benefit of having a lower interest cost? Um, and keep in mind, in the financial marketplace, the underwriters make money because they're redoing your bonds and they're making money because you're, they're doing a new stock offering. And, you know, the IPOs uh, have been falling off, which is the introduction of newer stocks into the marketplace. So uh, the more I got into it over the 25-year period I was doing it with the Wall Street guys, uh, so many things changed, including the character of the people that I formerly had trust in that worked at the high lo uh, Wall Street positions. So I think we're dealing with a different mentality of people. Um, and they'll do anything to continue their <laughs> their profitability to, quote-unquote, earn their bonuses. And uh, it's just pretty crazy stuff, particularly in, in, in the banking side of things, in the... Uh, uh, in the commercial banking. So right. uh, here's the question, though: Wayne. You're you're telling us that the quality of ethics on Wall Street, the 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 the, the magnitude of ethics, perhaps, um, but the quality of ethics has diminished significantly, and you can't trust people. Now, I, that implies that you can say, okay, we've got a deal at a certain price, and then you find out. That the guy you said uh, that he agreed to the deal, he changes his mind, he backs out of the deal, and denies that there was a deal. Is that the sort of thing you're talking about with this change in ethics? No, not necessarily that, Al, but let's look at it this way. We haven't talked much about derivatives, which is a very interesting set of rules for money. But when derivatives came out, it was selling insurance for various purposes and uh, a group brief example uh, Melody owns a company that wants to sell overseas but she's worried about the currency exchange for the profitability back here at home and so how you could sell her a derivative guarantee contract to absorb some risk should it go against her and then you became her private insurer and you may not need, know much about what you're doing or care too much about. You only have $50 billion to back her up, but you'll back up her company and you'll back up my company and you'll back up the producer's company. And if you go way over your limit, 
because you're basically an unregulated insurance company. You don't care because you know you're not going to be able to pay it anyway if everybody goes into fault at the same time. But what you're interested in is bringing in their cash, the premium for that derivative, and you got short-term thinking because you got Christmas coming up and a boat to pay for, you know. And there wasn't even derivatives back when I was way back when I first started. So I think a lot more of that is very underlying. Um, and I know there's so much money that's being tossed through Wall Street that the SEC has disincentives to investigate things. The Commodities Futures Board, uh, they have disincentives, you know. And that's why I think Melody was saying a little earlier about the price of gold being so low and all that. It's part of the manipulation process. And uh, so at the end of the day, when when the foundation really shifts on the skyscraper, you can bet that those folks are pretty well entrenched with gold and silver because they know that's where the asset monetary exchange starts again after they've blown it up. And it starts with trust, and it's always started with gold and silver. When you say that we have had a lack of a, there's been a, at least imply, that there's been a reduction in ethical behavior on Wall Street. Do you think that reduction in ethical behavior in selling things like derivatives, even when you know they, they can't possibly work, that's one of the things you're implying, they're selling these derivatives like they're, they're selling 100 derivatives and they've only got enough money to back one one derivative in the event of a failure, and I'm just pulling the numbers out of thin air, but that's unethical. Is this lack of ethics primarily a function of greed, or is it primarily a function of desperation, meaning that this system isn't going to hold together unless they can throw masses of money and unethical promises and whatever to hold this thing together and make it look good, do you catch? Do you understand what I'm saying with that question? Not just greed, but primarily desperation. Do you? Does is that a reasonable question? And do you uh, do you agree with the implications? Well, <clears throat> it's been my experience with uh, the New York side of things, in particular, that uh, most of the middle management have such performance pressures put on them, and their promotions and bonuses and things are based on that. I think that's one factor, plus we're now in 2015, and when I started back in the early 70s, we had a whole different set of mentality for a lot of business. And Wall Street's set up to manufacture securities with a good story to bring your money in, because they're going to make money on both sides of the trade, whether they're buying or selling. And it got particularly ugly in the limited partnership business uh, back in the uh, early 90s. And I don't know what it's like now, but particularly the limited partnership, it's it's totally at the discretion of who the general partners are and what they know uh, about what, really what they're doing. And then we had wholesalers come around to our offices, and we had one or two lunches a day bought for the sales force because of the meetings that we would have based on their product and their product. And I'll tell you something else. <clears throat> no more than a few office managers. One of the offices I worked in had over 40 brokers. The manager's computer on his desk 
monitors every broker's activity and he can see when they're building positions on different stocks particularly and when a wholesaler would come in to promote their product the manager knows how much is in the portfolio of everybody in the office and he would come up with ways that would be a great idea to take a profit in DP&L and go into this energy partnership, limited partnership, but he knew how many positions in DP&L was in, uh, in his entire office. And the brokers had no idea that was happening, and I didn't either for a number of years, But because the manager's on an incentive too. So if he sees his boys mm-hmm. have all these things lined up, he'll create a new product, and here's why we should take profits on this and buy into this. And most of the brokers, you know, none of the brokers, nothing against the industry, but some of the better ones are used car salesmen. And they were fortunate to pass the Series 7 test to be a broker. (laughs) I'm sure Melody sees this in her business, too. Absolutely, particularly after 07. I mean, they've just swarmed to the gold market. Well... Then I'm still curious as to what you think was the cause. If you can, if you can, if you think, if you think you can even identify a cause, you're saying there's been a loss of ethics. It has something to do with increased competition. The competition is not merely between corporations and different brokerages. It's between the brokers within the brokerage house and even the manager of the corporate, the manager of the brokers. They are all working against each other and under an extraordinary stress. Do you think that stress is a function of the computers? Did they heighten the level of competition where it's become brutal and maybe even unsustainable? Well, it would be hard for me to determine that in a nutshell, but you know, back in the times when I was there, and I, I things have changed a little bit because of the internet and uh, just the different way that things are man- being managed. But in that scenario I just gave you, I've known that, where that would happen time and again. Everybody comes out looking good because if if you're a broker and you go over twenty thousand a month in commissions, then particularly if you put it into this one new product that might be a limited partnership. They'd send a limo to take you out to a lot of places with any kind of escorts that you want, if you know what I mean. Yep. You know, and so you're living you're living large, and they would do that so much to encourage you. And then, uh, you know, what they call it when they embellish somebody. Uh, there's a word for building them up. Um, then you might start thinking that, and then they'll expect it the next month and the next month, and then say, you know what? You really need that half million dollar house over there. My realtor yeah. friend's got a deal on it, and they want you to be in debt because you have to produce. Yeah. And these are things that the average listener just wouldn't have an idea about. You know. It sounds like the brokers are caught in a situation where at least some of them are bamboozled by their own hype. The same story yeah. that they're using to perhaps deceive their customers, well, maybe with a few embellishments, but it's the same story, is being used to deceive them into, into investing whatever profits they made from their bonuses. They're, they're being 
drawn into doing something that may be contrary to their interests. <laughs> and it's kind of a cam- cannibalistic system is what it sounds like. Well, you know, it's just all based on gross you know, gross production. One of the firms, if you were the top for in the in the whole office for like three months in a row, you got the corner office with the windows, the leather chair, and the lamp. And if the you lamp. don't maintain that, yeah. And did if you, you don't maintain, one? did I have they, one of those offices? Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> but. <clears throat> But if you don't maintain that and someone overtakes you, then you have to move to another office and the other guy gets your place. You see what I mean? Yeah, and, uh, it's kind of like living in a mobile home community. Sounds like people get <laughs> moved around on a regular basis here. It was an airstream for sure. But uh, <laughs> Well, we, we didn't get a chance to talk about the IMF. Time goes by so quick. There was a... Some other topics that we had wanted to get to, and time just goes by so quick. Uh, Rob, we have what uh, left? About a minute. Yep, we have about a minute and ten seconds left, and that's enough time to say hello, goodbye, and give them some contact information. Rob, why don't you tell folks where they can reach you if they'd like to, and if you'd like to be reached, or uh, whatever you got. Sixty seconds. Fifty-five. RMEadvisors.com is our website, and my uh, mobile number is 303-472-0531, which is uh, available most of the time for either fax or conversation, but I, I prefer to get a little written information first. And I'd be happy to share some of the things I'm working on, and I just want to encourage people, don't wait until you read about it in the paper that it started, call Melanie now and get some ideas. Even if you're considering and you're not going to buy right yet, I just think it's, she's a great contact. Uh, I got to know her through Bob Chapman and uh, a lot of folks that are listeners um, really knew a lot about Bob and and his wisdom and so forth. But uh, I appreciate uh, chatting with both of you. All right, Rob. Rob. Thank you. Look forward to talking to you again. This is Rob West. from He's Senior Financial Strategist from RME Advisors. Um, I'm Alfred Addis here with Melody Cedarstrom on Financial Survival. We'll be back on Monday. Have a good weekend, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. In the meantime, may the good Lord bless you, me, Melody, Frank the producer, and Rob West. Bye-bye. Bye. All night I work all day to pay the bills I have to pay. Ain't it sad? Still there never seems to be a single penny left for me. That's too bad. In my
have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
and I will pray for you or with you. If you get the machine, please leave your name, your number, your prayer request, and or message. And there is another way to get a prayer request. You send me a letter with your address on it. We'll take it to the Mission Church, take it to Prayer Circle, anoint it with me. You can also send me an email with your return address on it, and we will do the same thing with it. Or you can call me. If you don't get me, um, try calling back. Um, but anyway, the phone number is 620-878-4682, 620-878-4682. And an emergency, my cell phone number is 316-619-4886. United States Radio Program Archives and our mailing address on our blog, which is very simply prophecyhour.com. That's prophecyhour.com. And remember, we are a national satellite radio program, and we're simulcast live on the net. And so that makes us international, so pray about supporting our guys. can also be found over there at ProxyR.com. It's really smartphone-friendly. Uh, the archives are on the right-hand side. You scroll, um, that did the Ezekiel code or the Ezekiel generation. He asked me, he said, well, how long do you leave the programs up? And I went, uh, why? Do you want me to take it down? <laughs> because I don't ever take them down unless there's a real problem. So you need to go to the store and make sure that you at least have a month's supply of food. Having said that, um, we make sure that you have, you really need to make sure that you have a year's supply of food for your uh, family and for whoever might show up to your door. And I've been checking around on some of those, and this particular company is a major one that most people, uh, talk radio people are using. It's called Wise Food, and you can find a link at prophecyhour.com. And here's a phone number for you, 855-977-9844. We shouldn't maybe go to a, a little break for a second so we can get our bearings to see where we're at. Dan will be right back. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. People realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere 
with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. technical problems, but tonight I'm going to bring on my special guest tonight, and which is my wife, uh, Linda. Some people call her mom, some people call her grandma, well, I just call her mom. So, Mom, are you on there with me? Yes, I'm special, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're a special, uh, special, very special person. You want me to read <laughs> to you what I, I was going to be your intro? Um, apparently, we've had a, about 10 minutes or us. Uh, we've had a, a almost 20 minutes of, of uh, bad connections. And, you know, one day the Internet's just going to go off completely. And what do you think people's going to be at the end? Lost. <laughs> oh, lost. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, one thing that we I didn't get done in my to intro is I do want to say a prayer before the program goes on. So let me say a prayer real quick, and then we'll we'll get right in and start talking. Dear Heavenly Father, in Yeshua Hamashiach's name, I pray. Father, I pray that radio night goes according to your will and not mine, and give everybody out there ears and wish to hear the truth, and just bless this program tonight. Amen and amen. Um, Anyway, uh, folks, I'm talking live with my wife. It's a special program. It was going to be our Thanksgiving program. And, and what I wanted to say about my wife that I get, didn't get to in the intro is, is I wanted to say this, that, you know, she always going to introduce her as the most critical person, other than myself, of course, that makes the Wichita Minute, uh, Mission Church work. Without her, 
you know, uh, it's just like there's no grease to the wheel. Nothing would work. It would grind to a halt. Having said that, um, and you heard the way I spoke about you, um, and so are you there with me still, or did you decide to hang up? No, I'm still here listening. <laughs> You're here listening? <laughs> yeah. But you have operated without me being there before. You just have to call me a lot. Well, that's very true. So, you know, everybody hears about, you know, this and that that I do or whatever. So what's your job in this ministry anyway? For the people, of course I know, but for the people, what do you do? Really? Do you have time for the list? (laughs) (laughs) We'll condense it a little bit. Well, I keep everything on and rolling and operating. Without that, I don't know. What do you mean by on and and rolling? You know, let me say this about it. You know, when people ask me if they, I tell them it's like this with the electricity. If you ask me how how that my electricity is on, it's because you flip a switch. Not, but real. The reality of that is, is that's because not only are you the the cheap cook and bottle washer as they they call it, but you're also the person that takes care of when the money comes in. You make sure the bills are paid, everything stays on, and so and so forth. Does that give a little better description of what you do? Um, Let me just put it like this. Um, The Father says that we're supposed to be like Yeshua. Well, um, he is very, he has, uh, let me get this out right, my mind's going faster than my mouth. He has been molding me for the past 16 years to be just like him. And the story that I refer to is the fishies and the people. That's how I do it. I have very little to work with and a whole, it seems like the whole world to take care of. <laughs> yeah, um, but, amen. yeah, but the Father's in control. I just have to keep reminding myself of that. And yeah, I'm in constant prayer, I'll tell you that much. Well, let's go with this. You know, um, you know, I was talking about, uh, I was trying to in my intro, was talking about, uh, you know, people buying storage food, which they could go to our website and do that, and a percent would help the ministry. But right now, storage food had turned out to be a real good thing for us at the Mission Church. You care to enlighten everybody what I'm talking about? Yes, amen. There was a lady um, who has been supplying us with clothes through their secondhand store. They rotated them out, and they donated all the stuff that they rotated out to us to send out with the people. While they supplied and brought the clothes every month, two or three times a month, from uh, an hour away and for the past three to five years in in between there somewhere, but they both turned 83 this year, and they retired. So they sold their ranch house and their store, but their store, that, but the people that they sold their store to were from Enid, Oklahoma, and they made sure that they um, kept the same connection, only I have to drive twice a month to pick up the clothes. So when that day comes around twice a month, I drive four hours that day. I drive an hour from an hour from home to the church, then from the church to get the clothes an hour, then back to the church to unload, and then back home. By that, that was my day yesterday, so that wore me out. So anyway, what I was going to say about the lady is when they sold their ranch house, they had a complete storage for a three-year supply of Y2K foods. 
Well, besides the meat and the bread that I get donated, um, the meat we buy from donations that I catch, sells, and stock up, try to anyway, and then the bread I get donated from another source I don't want to disclose because I don't want to lose that source. But um, anyway, she donated her de dehydrated foods, and for the past at least six months, we haven't had fresh vegetables or anything like that because I've been cooking with the donated food with the Y2K foods, the, the dehydrated foods, and the fresh meat and fresh bread that I get. Um, we haven't had eggs for a while. I just had a gentleman bring in 58 dozen eggs Tuesday, but most of those will be used for Thanksgiving. However, I am going to do egg sandwiches Friday because I want to treat the people. But, um, yes, I've been cooking with dehydrated foods for at least the last six months. Um, preparing soups and whatever I can. Uh, they ask me what's for dinner, and I say food. <laughs> right. Amen. Something with chicken or something with hamburger, whatever I'm using as meat that day. Right. Well, you know what? What amazes me about the, um, what you you know lately, like you say, you've been making a lot of soups. You know, which and it seems like there's a lot of vegetables and things in it, but. That dehydrated stuff, when if you hydrate it properly, it comes right back to almost to normal, right? Right. Most of the people can't even tell that it's dehydrated food. I, the way I flavor it and everything, you can't even tell. Unless you see me put it in there, you can't tell yeah. that it's dehydrated. And the same way with the fruits, I've got. Um, I've got all kinds of fruits, bananas, apples, strawberries, oranges, you name it. I've got it, and raisins. And that's what I've, I, I quit buying box cakes because I didn't have the money for groceries. So I buy a 50-pound bag of flour, and I make homemade cakes, which the people like a lot better anyway. But they're getting fruit cakes with whatever fruit I hydrate. That's what I make for. And it's also been going into our Sabbath bread for Fridays, too. So uh, people at church been getting treated to fruit Sabbath bread. <laughs> yeah, amen. You said they've been getting fruitcakes, and I, I kind of laughed because I thought that with us they're getting fruitcakes anyway, but um, hey. I guess that makes sense. <laughs> I caught that. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen it, but I put the mission update out where I was, where you girls were telling me not to come into the kitchen because you all had knives. But, oh, um, that was one day point. when the two pregnant girls was in there, and they was cutting potatoes, and um, I had a butter knife in my hand, and you just happened to walk in there with all three of us and knives in our hands and snapped a picture. That's not an everyday thing. Right, right. No, it, no, it isn't. But it's it's. But most of the time, I try to stay out of your way in the kitchen because that's your domain, and you know. Uh, well, I have to. I have to cook for anywhere from forty to eighty people in an hour and a half. I get I get from three o'clock to four thirty to have it done. So, right. and that's not easy to do with dehydrated foods and have it taste right. Yeah, so, so imagine that, from 3 o'clock to 4.30, and you make a meal that feeds anyone from 60 on up people. That's that's a pretty amazing thing. And it have it taste good, and it, it's great. And it's, if it wasn't, they wouldn't keep coming back. It, it's, it's just really wonderful. But, you know, it, 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 you have been supplied with um, – the knowledge and the know-how to do that, you know what I'm saying? And so, you know, um, the father picked the right person, amen. Well, 16 years ago when 
We began feeding the people. Um, we began with two ladies that did the cooking, and they knew how to do it for that many people. I was cooking for six people and never had cooked for that many people. And when they quit and left us up in the air, I said, well, we're going to go ahead and do it. And I told Father, I said, how do I cook for that many people? And I was scared to death that I wouldn't know how to do it. Well, today I don't know how to cook for five people. <laughs> I've turned, I've turned, I've turned it around somehow. <laughs> but yeah, it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a easy know-how for me. And then I'll have people say, "Well, I can help with dinner, and I'll make something and bring it." Well, they'll bring a dish that'll feed maybe six people, and I'm like, um, "This isn't going to go around. We need enough for sixty plates." Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it's 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 a trick, and I don't ever let anybody walk away. If I run out of what I've made, then I always make sure that there's something that I can feed anybody that walks through the door. They don't leave, and that's just the way it's always right. been. Well, you know, I I noticed you you said sixty. Sometimes it's less, and sometimes it's more uh, much. You know, much more than sixty, isn't it? Um, it's never, it used to be, we used to get the numbers down at the first of the month. They used to get down to 14, 15, 18, but, um, in the past three years, maybe four years, the number hasn't really went below 30. It's, and, and actually I, if I looked at, if I look in the book, I could tell you exactly, but I don't really think it's been below 38. And I know it hasn't been below 40 for the last year. So we feed 40 and up. Well, right. And Thanksgiving, and, uh, I'm looking for about 128 minimum. About 100, 128 minimum. Yeah, exactly. And some days, for the record, folks, some days it's it's not just 60 people. It's it's over, especially towards the end of the month. It's 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 over 60. So you know, our, for the record, are we just uh, before we get into some Thanksgiving things? And by the way, folks, we're not going to break tonight. We're going to talk all the way through break. Seeing how you had a break at the first, it was 20 minutes worth. Anyway, um, so going with this, um, we we also serve sandwiches like from one to three. Um, but, uh, you know, you're talking about, uh, oh, that's what it is. Who are we feeding? Is it just the homeless, or who who else are we feeding? Well, it's anybody that comes in the door hungry, but I had a gentleman that comes to our Friday night service point out to me that um, he noticed just by his observation that we've been feeding the whole neighborhood, so... It's attractive the neighborhood, the poor. Anybody that comes in the door that's hungry, we feed them and we give them clothes. There's a clothes closet. There's a phone. They can make a phone call to anybody in the United States free of charge and talk to them 15, 20 minutes. And if nobody's wanting to use the phone, they can talk for an hour if they want to, as long as nobody else is wanting to use the phone. But I ask them to be courteous of everyone else, which some people will, some people won't. It's a homeless outreach, so I make sure that everybody knows they have to watch their own stuff. If it's not chained down, it could walk off. Um, it's yes. just the way it is. Not everybody's saved, and we can't help that, but we can take care of them just like the Lord called us to do. Yeah. He called us to feed them. We feed them. We're not there to figure out their, that's their personal business between them and the Father. We're just there to feed them a meal. 
and make sure right. we close them off. And if we had the way to give them the blankets, we could get the blankets. If we had storage for 5000 at a time, we could get the blankets from the government to give them to them. But we ran the place that was storing the blankets that we were getting them from. They sold the building or something. I'm not real sure. You know the story behind that. But we didn't get blankets this year. So everything that we've well, been getting has been going out. I can't keep coats. I can't keep coats at all. They've been. I think they've been using them for blankets. <laughs> well, no, let me let me point out the blanket thing and for the people. What we were doing. Uh, there was a place where the government uh, a few years back. Well, for a long time, they had a FEMA program, and through the Air Force Base, they were the government were giving away free emergency blankets, and we, the size branch. Uh, from the distributor that was one of the agencies uh, gave us the last of the three emergency blankets. And so uh, I've checked with all the agencies. Either they won't tell me the number, but they were even looking to me to get the phone number. It looks like that emergency free blanket program doesn't exist anymore, at least not in Wichita, Kansas, or Kansas, that we can find. If somebody knows the free emergency blanket number, then let us know about it. But um, for the record, nobody's getting free emergency blankets. In fact, the, the one that was distributing them now is buying them. And, and so they're having to buy theirs, and we can't afford to buy them. So, folks, if you're in Wichita area, and I know a lot of one of our biggest listing order audiences, Mom, is in Wichita, at least for the uh, podcast downloads that comes after this live program. Um, our biggest audience is in Wichita. And so I say to you folks that are in Wichita, you know, pray about it. If you got extra blankets laying around, bring them in the door. As soon as you bring them in the door, they will be gone almost instantly. And so going off of that, so you're going to feed over 128 people. But you know what? Um, I'm the one that's been noticed that monitoring the donations, unless you've got something that I didn't know about. The donations this year for Thanksgiving are just really, really practically non-existent. What about that? Um, I have had nothing. I have one donation of $150 come in, and I think a small one of 25 and I don't know, maybe another one. I'm not sure. I haven't checked with you yet. But I haven't, ha I haven't got any turkeys at all this year at all. Last year I had four in the freezer. This year I have none in the freezer. Last year we cooked 12, we cooked 15, 18 turkeys all together, and I have four left that I served out after Thanksgiving. But we used all the turkey from last year, and this year I'm putting down 12 that I need cooked right up front, and then if any extra come in. And usually people don't donate for or bring in the turkeys to the last minute, and I'm going to have to start cooking them next week. So I'm hoping something comes in in the next three days because. If not, then the Lord's going to have to find me a way to find some turkeys. And and I've had I've had a few years, and even uh, the homeless bring me there. They go to food banks, uh, or the poor people, they go to food banks, and they bring me their turkeys to cook for Thanksgiving. So there may be some come through the door tomorrow. I'm not, I won't be able to tell until I get there. But the 128 number that I've been saying is just a guess. I'm not, I can't guarantee that's how many. There may be more, there may be less, but... That's how many I want to prepare for is 128. So far, all I have now is the potatoes. I have the potatoes and the eggs and the and the bread to make the dressing. So right now I have the potato and I and I have the flour to make the gravy because I'll make it from scratch. So I just need the turkey broth. I need the turkeys first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> turkeys and, and but. <laughs> 
it would be nice to have some fresh vegetables for Thanksgiving, you know. Um, so, oh, well, don't forget, I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I was just, I just had I, the cranberry sauce thoughts. So I had a, a lady that lives around the corner that they go to the food bank um, a lot, and they have a case of cranberry sauce that they donated to me. So I have the cranberry sauce. <laughs> No comment. I won't talk about that one can of cranberries. Anyway, uh, but let's go with that. I, I'm going to address the folks from Wichita again because I, I know you folks are going to be listening. So, you know, folks, pray about it. If you don't agree with us on our, our Messianic holidays and all those things, Thanksgiving, and this goes out to everybody, Thanksgiving is one day that we can all agree, agree on. I mean, come on. We're giving thanks to the Father for all the things that he's given us this last year and uh, beyond that. And, you know, we give them a, a family Thanksgiving. You know, uh, what about that? Like, you know, we have so many people ask us, they say, well, when is your Thanksgiving dinner? Well, it's on Thanksgiving, you know. But that's a shock to most people because the agencies and everybody are mostly, they close. And, you know, they don't give Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving. So how come we do it and nobody else does? I mean, you know, why would you give up Thanksgiving, Mom? Um, it's just a decision that we made 16 years ago. We were feeding, and we wanted to make sure that the people we were feeding had a Thanksgiving dinner. So we just said, come on, kids, we'll have our Thanksgiving at the church, and we've been doing it every year since. The first one we had was in 2000, and this is 2015, so this makes our 16th Thanksgiving dinner with the people. Yeah, amen. And so, folks, you know, I, I love Thanksgiving at home. You know, like I, I've said in, in uh, other past radio programs, it's a time where you, you get over stuff and you want to go to sleep or you watch something on TV and fall asleep in front of it or, you know, you see relatives you haven't seen in a while. And, and, you know, it's a wonderful thing. But, you know, it's a wonderful thing. You should have even said, when you call a feast, don't call the rich, but call the poor. Bring those people in, and you'll be blessed. Um, it, you know, you'll be blessed, but you won't be blessed here. You'll be blessed in the after, you know. But that's the point. You know, we're not supposed to give the people of abundance. We're supposed to share peace according to the scripture with the people, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, way it, that's the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, so, you know, if any of you folks, now back to the people in Wichita, if any of you folks in Wichita want to bring something, you know, uh, I challenge you bring it in tomorrow or, or come and tell us that you're going to bring something or come and talk to my wife. You can bring some pies or cakes or, you know, some of the – look, the Thanksgiving dinner is just like your one at home. What you eat at Thanksgiving for dinner uh, is what we eat at the mission church for dinner, and that's what the homeless and poor want. So we're not only taking care of the, the poor, uh, the, the homeless people, of course, which are poor, but we're taking care of um, the poor people in the neighborhood we're in. And so are we, what, in the best neighborhood in the world over there, Mom? I'm sorry, what was your question? I was thinking I said we're in the best neighborhood in the world, right? Oh, yeah, we're in the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I was thinking about when you was uh, when you said, uh, come and tell us you'll bring something, I was thinking my, I wanted to respond to that and say, no, please don't do that. Just bring it, because I've had so many people say, I'll do this and I'll do that, and it never comes to, fa to manifest. So I'd rather you just bring it and not tell me you're going to do it. Just do it. Yeah, amen. But I, I say if possible, you know, um, 
it's nice to know ahead of time that say, hey, I'm on my way. But you know, whatever you bring, there's no. What about that? Could they? Could if everybody showed up with stuff, would it be too much? Oh no, 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 no! Everything that comes, if the Lord put it on your heart to bring it, He's putting it on somebody else's heart to come and get it. So. Everything that comes through the doors goes out the doors to a good cause, to a good person, to where it was meant to go. Yeah, and and that's a pretty amazing thing, you know, because I have people call me on the phone. They say, they want to show, well, um, can you use this or that? Or like somebody, I, I don't know if I told you the other day, they called me and they wanted to drop off. Uh, some blankets, but after they said the blankets, they said, well, can you use some padded bed sheets? And I'm going, okay, here we go with the song and dance. Okay, well, actually, I can't use them, but if you bring them, somebody will need them. Somebody that comes in will need them. Just like, And you said it better than I ever thought about. If the Father puts it on your heart to bring it, then he's going to put it on somebody's heart to come and take it. And uh, that's the that's the best way I've heard it described yet. I don't know if I like having you on radio. You're making me, you're showing me up. Well, and I've even had people tell me that, um, I don't know how I found you, but I was on the internet searching and the Lord just led me to your site. So the Lord does lead you to us. If you're supposed to come and see us, then you come and see us and we'll figure the Lord already has it worked out. We don't have to figure it out. He's got everything figured out. Everything belongs to him. He runs everything. You just got to listen. That's hard sometimes because we get ourselves ourselves trying to tell us what to do, and then we get off and listen to what God wants us to do, and then we get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Everything was going fine until I got myself into it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. This place yeah. is wrong without you that you can't say that. Yeah. Well I well I was well thank you. I wasn't really talking that way, but I mean, you know, when we try to interject what we think into things, then it seems like it messes up. But when we relax and let the father do it, you know. Um, right. You can really see the, you know, I don't know about you, but I can re- when I I can really see the flow of things, you know, and how it goes. That because we have nothing, you know. Well, let's go with that. Are we a rich family? Oh no, we're no, we're on low in, We're in poverty. We're poverty. Yeah. I I don't want to disclose all of our personal information, but we are in the poverty part of it. We're not in no class. We're in the yeah. We're not in the middle class or the high class. We're in the or the low class. We're in the poor, feeding the poor, taking care of the poor. The Lord takes care of us. Is all I can say. Yeah, amen. You know, I just had a statistic that came out just before radio that somebody pointed out to me. Uh, there were brand new numbers uh, released by Social Security, and this came from a place called the Most Important News dot com. But anyway, it says fifty percent of all workers in the United States make less than. $30,000 a year. Um, and well, let's just go backwards with this thing. The total of 71% of the United, people in the United States make less than $50,000. Out of that, 62% make less than 40000 Out of that, 51% make less than 30000 And out of that, 38% of all American workers in the United States 38% make less than $20,000 a year. And so, you know, it's just, it isn't a wonder that when we open the door and it's a relaxed atmosphere that, you know, people come in, they need to eat. 
Back that's, to that's the class. That last one you read is where I've been all my life. Yeah, the most I ever made when I was working was 21. So I can believe it. I don't. I don't know how people make it on minimum wage. That's why there's so many homeless people because the rent is just so hot. I can't believe how much a one-bedroom apartment costs to rent. It's just outrageous. I don't know how people make it. I don't. It's well, bad. amen. And if they have a roof, it's hard, you know, then it isn't a wonder that they have to go someplace to eat, you know, or to get right. clothes or to get uh, the other things that we're talking about. So, you know, when we say that, you know, well, a mission church or, and we, you know, or church with a homeless outreach, um, you know, it goes well beyond homeless. And, you know, that picture of, well, there is some, homeless people that push shopping carts, you know, and look that part. Most of them aren't, you know what I mean? And, you know, it's just people that are down on their luck because of, of the economy. And this is Obama's economy. I, I will pin it on him. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do want to say, uh, hang on, I've got a little message I want to tell the people, and then I'll get your input on it. You know, folks, um, while we're Thanksgiving, and, and I, you know, Thanksgiving seems to be almost gone in the sense that now um, stores are open up right on Thanksgiving Day, and everybody um, forgets about dinner and family time and all that, and they rush down to the store and, and wait outside for it to open so they can get special sales and all that thing because they're buying presence for December 25th, and we won't talk about tonight's program or whether or not about Christmas, but the point is, is this, is Thanksgiving is being taken away, but I want to give you a special word of warning, folks. You know, this terrorism thing is a very real reality. After this Paris thing that happened, they've caught several people coming across the border with the intent of doing harm to the United States, um, to the people inside. The FBI has put out warnings for um, the holidays, and that means, you know, next Friday, when you are, if you're out and you're one of those people, I'm not condemning you if you're out and you're waiting to get a special deal or something, if that's what you're doing, just be careful because, you know, just like they hit in Paris, what did they hit in Paris? They hit um, kids that were mostly under 30. They were either at a soccer game or at a bar or something, you know, or, or actually at a concert. And they just opened up with machine guns. Do you think that all of you folks in the United States, that if, if they decide to do it in the United States, that you're not going to be prime targets at these stores with overcrowded members waiting? Any place that's a crowd is a dangerous spot. So you need to really pray about it before you go to any crowded place uh, over this holiday period of time because we have evolved into another time and this uh you know just like the devil was mad because he only had a little while and so he'd seen what he could destroy you know it's the same way with isis you know isis is starting to be attacked by russia and the rest of the world is starting to to really take notice of them and so they're mad and they're going to intensify everything that they do before they can be cut off. And so I'm just implore all of you to be careful. Make sure, and I was trying to say this at the first of the radio program, make sure that you can shelter in place. That means being able to shut your doors and at least be able to feed your family for a month. And I'm not saying this because I want you to go out and buy storage food, because in my next sentence, what I'm telling you is I want you to, if you don't have that, 
you need to go to the store this weekend and make sure that you have enough so that you can shelter in place enough food that you can even cook and you know that will you know won't go bad if the freezer goes off but that you'll have some things to be able to feed your family and you don't have time to buy it from a storage place or something like that and have it come in the way, mail or wait on a waiting list you need to get to the store and have it now because you need to be able to protect your family having said that if you did decide that you want to buy storage food, I believe that you ought to have your supply. It's good. It doesn't go to waste. Just like I say, we're we're using storage food. You can even donate it later if you think that the all clear sign is there. But use that. Uh, get storage food, and a good place to do it is Wise Foods. You can find a link for it on our website, and there's a phone number on that link. And you call them and talk to them and uh, work out a deal with them. They've got some good things. But really, I want you to be safe, so you need to be prepared. Do you, you think, Mom, you, am I being crazy? Do people need to have enough for just be able to stay in for a few days, or am I just being stupid? Well, I'm a firm believer in stocking food. I've always had at least, uh, at the very least, a year's supply of food for to eat. It doesn't. Um, I can't say that I've always had that because when I was a teenager, I, you know. But anyway. In my later years, after I had children, I've always supplied. I learned from my mom that if you find a sale, get it. That's why I'm at just like her. I, I And recently, I've tried to stay out of Walmart because I don't have the money to go in there. So <laughs> I like the sales, and I like to stock up when I get the sales because thing, everything's just sky high. And back to the ISIS thing, what I noticed out of the thing that happened is that they are targeting our children and our young people. That's the ones they're taking out. Yeah, um, and that's horrendous. Here comes our, our, our wonderful train. Um, that, <laughs> I heard that. Oh, well, you know, it, it got lo- you know what, it, Mom? It got louder. It didn't used to be as loud as it is now, and that happened about five months ago when they had that train wreck on the other part of the country, that horrendous right. train wreck. Well, Congress turned around, Mom, and gave them uh, more money to so they could get a new braking system so they could stop the trains faster. Well, oh, wow. they haven't. <laughs> yeah, well, I think they spit it on horns. Because they, really got, they really got loud later, and I don't think they've replaced the brakes yet. But they really I've, did. I've, I've heard I've, two I've or three people it. in town say the same thing, yeah, and they are louder. You can, you can definitely tell they're louder. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's coming through the thing. I used to, uh, to try, uh, and once in a while I'll try and reach up here and grab the dial down, you know, to turn it down and uh, that, if the guest is talking. But in this case, it wouldn't do no good to turn it down because you're, uh, while you're not in my office talking, you're at our house talking. And so uh, you've got the same train. <laughs> anyway. Um, we got about six minutes left. Um, so anyway, um, taking care of a, a lot of people. I mean, you know, um, you say that, that that you you know you're not working. <laughs> Wait a minute. We do this two days a week. How much of a job, job is this? I mean, goodness, is it your well, time? Well, just to let you know, I used to go to school and take care of the house and take care of the job, forty hour job, and take care of the church and do it all. But then uh, I just, my body gave out on me. So I've slowly but surely had to 
and I'm stubborn. I didn't. I don't want anybody in my kitchen. I don't want anybody doing my jobs. I can do them. I don't need help. You ask me, do I need help, and I'll say no, even if I have 50 million things to do and five minutes to do it, I still say no. You just got to jump in and do it. And people that know me have learned that about me. I'm just, I just set in my ways. And recently, I've had to re. I've started. I've I've got somebody to cook my eggs for me, but I'm having to do the clothes, and it's really hard on my shoulders and my neck. So I'm really needing somebody. If anybody's in the Wichita area and wants to volunteer, I'm needing somebody to come on Tuesdays and Fridays and do my clothes closet for me. Um, and what, what do you mean by do the clothes closet? Well, I go and pick up the clothes in Harper in their box. They box them. They rotate their store. They clean their store out. They box everything. They give it to me. I bring it to the mission. I have to go through it, put it in the clothes closet. I leave it there for a week, and whatever's not taken, I box it back, or I bag it back up because we put them on the bus. And that's where I right. store them when I clean out the closet until the bus is full, and then I take the bus over to the DAV store because that's the only place that I've found where I believe the cause even though it's all free to us and it's freely given from us, the DAV store, they sell their stuff very cheaply, and the money that they get for the stuff that they sell goes back to the disabled vets. They give it back to the vets. So that, I feel, is still a good thing to do, and um, the people that I get the donations of the clothes from know that, and they agree with that. So that's what I need. What I need is someone to come and take them from the boxes and put them into the clothes room and then take them out of the closet and put them onto the bus. And that, and it's like from 1 to 4 on Tuesdays and Fridays. So, and it doesn't have to just be one person. Any help is better than me having to do it all by myself because then I have been stuck. Like last Friday, I was doing the sandwiches. The girl that I had, my ex-daughter and all that, has been going with me, and she's about to have a baby, so I will be needing someone to do the sandwiches for me in the near future her baby's due in february i think but anyway she was gone and so i had to do the sa i had to go in and prep the tea the coffee you know get everything set up do the sandwiches cook the dinner and then i had to have everything done because it was friday and on fridays we live 60 miles away and my son my 15 year old goes to school over here in marion and so i, I don't have a teenager to drive the kids to church because they've all grown and left home so I have to make sure I leave there by 3 o'clock and come back and pick him up and come back for church on Friday so I have to get there and get all of it done by 3 and then leave it to you and Craig or whoever you can recruit to help and then I just have to trust that you guys get it done and leave and that's hard for me to do um, I think Friday I got out of there at 3.30 because I kept trying to do everything <laughs> it's like yeah well people can Imagine having 60 house guests twice a week, and it's and I keep saying, you know, the 60 number isn't set in stone. Sometimes, while it may be a little less, it it it's more than likely uh, it ends up being more. I mean, uh, how like we've been serving hot dogs because eggs been so expensive. What's the average hot dogs that that we've been serving lately from one to three? Um, 13 packs is what she's been doing. Plus, sometimes she does grilled cheese with them, but. 13. Um, I did them. I did them Tuesday, I think, or was that Friday? Whichever day I did it, I did them five. I did five dozen eggs because I had you stop them, get the eggs, and uh, because they were on sale in Peabody for a dollar ninety-nine, and 
I bought the five dozen because I wanted to treat them. So um, you brought that, and then I did uh, five dozen um, hot dogs with it on top of that, and then we did 60. Um, you guys did 68 plates when I left. So um, the pl the dinner plates isn't necessarily even the same people because some of the people will come and fill up on sandwiches, take a few with them, and watch the movie and then leave. And then it's, it's the neighborhood that comes. The people that come for dinner, they seem to know we serve at 4.30, and then they just keep coming until 6, 6.30. And some people come even later than that. We've had them come when we're almost ready for church or leaving before they still come. So, yeah, it, right. it's 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 the number's probably higher than that. We probably feed more people a, a day than 60, but the dinner plates is uh, around 40 to 60, and sometimes higher. Right, and thirteen. And there's what eight hot dogs in a in a pack, right? Some of them. It just depends on which ones you buy. Some of them are eight, and some of them are ten. It just depends. Well, if, they're, so. if, they're, if they're eight, if they're eight, that's that's a hundred and twenty-four uh, hot dogs. So you guys, yeah, you folks, and, and I've been it. I've been getting the great big fat ones so that they get fuller faster. So, well, mom, we really run out of time. Um, tell everybody uh, a final word to them. Goodbye. You love them. Whatever you want to say, and then I'm going to have to let you off so I can say our goodbye. Thank you all for listening, and I pray that you all have a very, very healthy Thanksgiving and that you all stay warm. And if you can help in any way possible, then pray about helping. Pray about it first. Whatever the Lord puts on your heart, get it to us however you can. Thank you all. Okay. Be blessed. Bye-bye, Mom. I'll talk to you after a while. Be blessed. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. Uh, about uh, supporting us for Thanksgiving. We really do need your help. You can donate online, check our money order, but, you know, it's getting down to the wire. If it's going to get here before Thanksgiving, we need it quick. Anyway, we we got to get out of here. You must remember there is only one God. He is your father. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. His son is Yeshua HaMashiach. He gave his life for our repented sins. He rose after three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And through him, and only through him, is the way to the Father. Remember, always, always, always be a blessing to others. Lord our God, Father, King Universe, asking Yeshua HaMashiach's name that the Father blesses and keeps you, and his face shines upon you, and is gracious to you, and gives you peace. Until next Thursday, this is Pastor Dan saying goodbye and shalom. Just heard the Messiah's Branch broadcast featuring Pastor Dan. To contact Dan on the internet, go to messiahsbranch.org. To write to Dan, send a note to Messiah's Branch, 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Tune in next time for the Messiah's Branch.
Mr. Obama letting his gasoline buddies at uh, P and um, Shell and um, Thornton's pull an actual trigger on us so that they can uh, up the, the price of gas for Father's Day. And we're going on to the 4th of July, everything between there and Labor Day. You get the picture, folks? And so people say, well, that's the tax. Well, how can uh, state enact taxes overnight that raise gasoline to 25 cents? Wait, Landy, this is these oil companies ripping people for every penny that we want to push up the gas pipe, gas pipe. Well, America will make it. We're going to make it through this crisis. They tried in 29. They tried in 01. All on the left. Like 9-11. You like that tie-in? Go for it. Well, I'll get the old funeral bell here. And we'll uh, do a little carnage. Oh, the lethal dose. Why your doctor's prescribing it. That's Dr. Daniel's new book coming out. We're going to have all over the world, along with Wake Up Show with Doc Mike Whitford and AmericanVoiceRadio.com. As of this morning, 363,000 Americans are dead. The first of the year from licensed doctors with no liability. This is an aside, folks. Absolute genocide. And I got a nice little example, right? Um, what was it, Monday? No, last Thursday. Yesterday, June 3rd. I pulled out an obituary. Um, the slime times here. The crimes. Only uh, three dead and 19 wounded. Thursday morning here in Chicago. Okay. There's a gal by Rosemary Black, 79 years old, all known as the Bonds Temptress and a racetrack rose. She's dead. She's real dead. And it says right here, passed away suddenly after a brief illness. Now, what we've been talking about, lethal dose, right? When you suddenly, it's because everything is shut down suddenly. This song passes on it. Like this young Iraqi vet who blew his brains up a few weeks ago here in my Towers Park. Or the doctors that are blowing their brains out around the world, especially in the United States, coast to coast, border to border. 
all it. Yeah, they died suddenly. That's what morphine does. It's a lie. Suddenly. 163,000 Americans are dead since this year from these doctors. Because you have to be prescribed enough. Doctors aren't stealing this stuff unless you're uh, Ingo Jackson or Elvis Presley or Marilyn Monroe and cash in on it. Yeah, this has to be prescribed. And the prescription comes from Walgreens or CBS. Yeah. Our number one and two drug pushers in the United States. YouTube and look up uh, Doc Whitort, W I T O R T with D O C, Doc Mike Whitort. Icons there, and if you get through the search bar, pain pills there, and look at pain pills, surge in heroin use. And there's all kinds of um, links there, YouTube's about how heroin, heroin is really starting to soar these days because they cut Wall Street, their pants down selling drugs out the back door and out of warehouses in cases, oxycontin, oxycodone, oxone, prescription drug, deaths are rising. But they're expensive. So if you can't afford a BMW, You've got to get a Volkswagen. <laughs> so your funeral bell at 300,000 the first. <laughs> now we don't get 165 suicidal maniacs. Called doctors, 165 of them are since the first of the year. Yeah, you go to a school, go to school for 11 years or longer for a specialty, and you can't cure anything. They got the collar around you, this choke chain. Sit down, sunny or young lady. Start. You're going to be able to sit in your fat ass for the rest of your life and write prescriptions. I called last night at uh, almost 11 o'clock from California. Eroldi was put on Coumadin for a heart arrhythmia. Instead of being put on garlic or onions and given sleep to heal her heart, they slammed Coumadin. And then she went to the dentist, and they her with an antibiotic. Instead of sending her home and getting her off the oak for um, uh, two or three weeks so she wouldn't bleed to death, he gave her an antibiotic and treated her. See, these dentists are, are on to what's going on now with these um, uh, hemophiliac drugs also. Explain to her that she's going to be a hemophiliac. There's no history of clotting or anything in her uh, 
But she's got a little arrhythmia, you know, 80 years old. Comedin. All your blood thinners do this. Hypertensive drug. Cause plate suction. And there's millions, literally millions, Americans, high blood thinners and hypertensive drugs. Have a nice day. That's Obamacare. But here's what's going to happen. As of 2014, this lady would not even be given a drug. And if she did have a problem, she'd be given morphine. They should be a team. There's going to be, they're, they're uh, working on this thing with uh, heroin, getting people used to that, because that's going to be the new euthanasia with the drug companies. They've been doing it for years. I finally got the printout nursing station of Ed Jurek in Iowa that they poisoned him in three days. Morphine, sulfate, and then the drug. And uh, there's, there's a man in photo right now, too, the father of one of my patients. They're flipping them back and forth on these heroin drugs, on the uh, morphine, because of agitation. And, the, and why is he agitated? Because of the other drug taken, the Ativan. Yeah. So it's for our sort of roulette. You spin the cylinder, close the handgun, pack, pull the trigger. It goes, you stay around for 24 hours. It goes bang, but that day, see you at the coroner's office. Almost under 500 pounds of marble. There's the bell for these 165 goofballs that we don't have to worry about anymore. He's not gone. As my good buddy, Dr. Wallach, would say, good riddance. Hey, doctors, don't lie anymore. Do you want to talk to death today? 14th of June. 2013-800-96-8191-AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Tell 100 of your closest friends about us. 800-596-8191. This is your show, folks. I'm up here moving my yap. Or seven billion out there that can get abused by a doctor. And I'll tell you what, when this lethal dose comes out by Dr. Daniels, we're going to make 800,000 doctors vaporize. Yep, like water on a frying pan. I'm going to be telling the four medical students in my... Um, building here about it and getting them copies of it too. Yeah. Then we're going to give them copies of how to practice medicine without a license. Be your own doctor. It's available. Call me anytime at 708 or 
888-888-7. I'd be happy to send you a copy. Tell 100,000 of your close friends that are owned. If they're riding around in their pick-em-up truck with the 30-30 in the back window, full loaded, cock the safety off, 704-772-7627. We're working on another phone bridge, too, uh, that will only be up there for live shows. By the way, that pin is one zero. One one one, one zero, one one one, is the pin they have for. There's some commercials in there that interrupt the show from time to time, but it's free. And let's start start looping on the music um, advertisement, the commercial. Just hang up and call back in. Okay, you can talk to us on the chat room. Just type in your question, Frankie. You'll bring it to me immediately or Yahoo Instant Messaging, A-V-R-N Talk, is the key. Okay, on our local sports station here to score, which I've had um, some advertising quotes on, but um, they're not into natural health. But uh, the other day it was really interesting. Um, though they mocked the, uh, the contents of this very, very easy way to get healthy. It's called Negative Calorie Foods. Okay? Um, here's what's uh, the definition here, okay? It's, and I've got a list of these foods, fruits and vegetables. Because here's a list of negative calorie food. No, that doesn't mean the foods have negative calories. Okay, what it means is that when you eat these foods, raw or in some cases slightly cooked with nothing on them, your body burns more calories digesting and processing them than what is in the actual food itself. For a healthy weight loss and a little boost, add some of these foods to your diet each day. Most are full of nutrients and won't weigh you down. And there's a gal by the name of Kristen. Okay. She um, thinks that this might help someone. Now, on the website, wakeupwell.org, if you went to the go service and form, the article list there at bottom Two pages there, page Dr. Brea, kind of salad, vegetables, things like that. It's some interesting tips. The second page is the um, low dynamic that my weight program. Vegetables, fruits, and um, what is, is negative calorie foods? Then there are pairs. I didn't hear about six, four feet, Okay? But uh, I don't know when, uh, let's see here. Uh, 
there's a date on here, 
H2O Air Water Americas is a private health care membership association. You can find out more at their website at h2oairwateramericas.com. That's h2oairwateramericas.com. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. access to personalized counseling concerning suitable health care alternatives for you and your family for the rest of your life. IIR provides this for only a one-time cost of $49.95. That's $49.95. One-time cost for a lifetime membership in IIR. Call 708-488-8887. That's 708-488-8887. To get your lifetime membership in IIR and take advantage of the suitable healthcare alternatives you have a right to have access to, ask for Doc Mike at 708-488-8887 for your lifetime membership in IIR. Coming back at you. 
You got the new, legendary, unstoppable, bulletproof. And uh, Florida, or Florida, free Doc Mike show from Chicago, live and you. She called me a couple times in the last few days, wanting to know what's going on. Tying up my suicide prevention line. Well, this idiot thinks that, uh, you know, Doc Mike still has something for her. Uh, it's over. Okay? So we're out here Friday, 14th of June, 2013. Thank you for joining us. We got another half hour of hard hitting health hints. Sorry for the uh, poor connection. If you lost some of the Doc Mike show in the last half hour, we seem to have corrected the uh, problem. And we're going to go on with this uh, negative calorie food count. I've also got my book here, the complete book of enzyme therapy. I'm going to get my own copy of this and read from this book on a regular basis. I'll give you the ESPN number for it and suggest that you get a copy because if your enzyme production in your body is running good, you're going to have a nice long life. Okay, the fruits, apples, cranberries, pears, grapefruits, Lemons, mangoes, orange, pineapple, raspberries, strawberries, and tangerines. And again, this is on the website. If you put in in your uh, Google search, Yahoo search, negative calorie foods. There's many links. I didn't uh, count the links or, or note the links, but I know there's many of them out there. Okay? These are very, very healthy foods to maintain or lose weight with. Again, I'll go over that. Apples, cranberries, grapefruits, lemons, mangoes, oranges, pineapples, raspberries, strawberries, and tangerines. I eat these on a regular basis, folks, and maintain my weight. Or lately, with the um, exercising I've been doing for my uh, arm wrestling tournaments, uh, I've actually put on some weight. Okay? Uh, it's all muscle, though. No water. But here's a list of the vegetables. It's a little bit longer. And I'll read it a little bit slower, and then I'll repeat it. Asparagus, beets, broccoli, this is alphabetical, cabbage, green cabbage, but purple cabbage is just as good, carrots, cauliflower, celery, hot chili peppers, cucumbers, dandelions, endive, Garden cress, garlic, green beans, lettuce, onions, ideal blood thinner, onions and garlic, papaya, 
radishes, spinach, and turnips. And we'll go over that again. Okay? Here's your vegetables. Asparagus, beets, broccoli, green cabbage, but I suggest all the cabbages, and Brussels sprouts, carrots, cauliflower, celery, hot chili peppers, cucumbers, dandelions, endive, garden cress, garlic, green beans, lettuce, onions, papaya, radishes, spinach, and turnips. You want to talk to Doc live? 800-596-8191. Or come in on the chat room or Yahoo Instant Messaging. A-V-R-N Talk is the key. Now, I'm just opening this to where the pages fall. And um, it breaks to cardiovascular disorders. Okay? That's MIs. Myocardio infarction, okay? This is the question that was put to me last night. This I'm just reading the heads of these uh, paragraphs. Looks very interesting, okay? Arteriosclerosis, heart disease, cerebrovascular disease, and hypertension are all conditions falling under the umbrella term of cardiovascular disease. Cardio relates to the heart, and vascular pertains to the vessels, the arteries, veins, and capillaries, which provide channels for the flow of blood. In 1990, almost one million Americans died from major cardiovascular diseases, which collectively have the deadly distinction of being the number one killer in America. Well, that was 1990. They still since figured out that doctors are the number one killer. Disease-wise, most people die of cardiovascular disorders. Enzyme therapy is used to treat those cardiovascular disorders that result from sticky blood and blood clots. On the next page is the inset, cardiovascular disorders helped with enzyme therapy. I'm on page 165. It says, see page 166. If you are to remain healthy, your blood must maintain a constant, dynamic balance 
between its ability to remain liquid and free-flowing and its ability to form blood clots to keep you from bleeding to death in the event of an injury.